It's time for the Ghostfire Media Network podcast show, featuring the stars of iRacing's IVRL and the AOLL. Now, here's your host, the Ghostfire Media Network crew. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another <laughs> night of Ghostfire Media podcasting and it's a full cast tonight as uh we have nick adams adam wood and carl henderson in the house and oh uh, yeah brother well what a rush can we we get back to how it was last week with just the three of us (laughs) yeah that was you know that was a nice enjoyable time (laughs) (laughs) I, i thought it worked really well (laughs) <laughs> that was good, Nick. I I give you credit for that one, Carl. I uh, Carl, I love you, but I hate you. Well, I, 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 yeah, I loved it last night. I loved the last night's comment of Carl was classic. What did he say? Carl just decided he was going to spot for us. Oh in, yeah, in the group, yeah, get, get out of here. Nick, go, Nick pops in and says, "Okay, guys, I got to take him. We'll take care of." This. No, I've got it. Get out of here, Nick. No, no, no. no. That, that, that isn't how it happened. I'm already, oh, yes, that I'm, is. I'm already sitting in there. That's exactly. Just, I on, didn't know on. you were in there to spot. Yeah. I and, came and, home because I missed the Josh, start. Josh said, oh, we've already got a spotter. And I was like, yeah, I'm in here, man. Uh, and you're like, oh, okay. And that's not what happened. You yeah, left the son of a bitch. You said, I got Then I said, get out. Then I said, get out. I was pissed off because you said, I've got this. Get out. And I was like. You fucking bastard! I'm gonna come through that microphone. It's right right there. Boom! <laughs> oh no, this, this part... was great. And then he goes, he goes, get out of here. There, you can go up in the booth and hang with Adam. He needs somebody. <laughs> it's okay. I made Man. that the most exciting TNT broadcast in the last six months. Adam oh, had a better broadcast. Adam had the and best then he goes, broadcast partner he goes, he's had since Larry left. Gee, thanks a lot. Appreciate that very much. <laughs> yeah, the only one with any experience. So, yeah, hey, whatever. Listen, like I said, you make it way better on Tuesdays. I missed you so much on Tuesday night. Can you not I... be? Can you please, for the love of God, you chose Charlotte and then Talladega to not be here. Of all races, you chose the longest one of the season and the single file parade. You're killing me. I'm sorry. Killing uh, me. Hey. I'm sorry. I'm sure you found something to talk about. You always do. I did. I don't remember Good. what it was, but I did. Good. Uh, All right. So uh, well, there, there, there was the what? point that you started reading off uh, uh, sports scores. Oh, um, yeah. No, I did the GFM sports <laughs> score update. That's right. Was the, Yan- the Yankees are up 6-1 on the bottom of the third <laughs> inning over the Baltimore Orioles. The Yankees with this win can clinch the division and clinch the playoff spot. Will they be able to get it back to the race, folks? I, hey, I got. I had nothing else to talk about. The race was single file. I had to do something. My wife said, "Hey, the Bruins are on us." Oh, sports scores. You know that's uh, that's kind of what I did in radio. We, I'd come on and I would actually give you all the sports scores from the the day and the night before, and then I'd go through the dogs and I'd give you you know what the what dogs were racing at the dog track, and I'd go, "This is a dog that you want to bet on." Lucky seven right here. He's won six races in the last blah, blah. And I wouldn't know anything about it. I just would spout him off. I, I didn't know if this dog really won anything or not. But people go, oh, I, I think it'll go 
Lucky's heaven, because he said to go bet Lucky's heaven. <laughs> 20 minutes later, this radio station got a call. Hey, I lost a million dollars. I listened to Randy Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Idiot. All right, let's talk about what's uh, really going on with our life. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll do Nick last, because we know we've he's had a lot going on. Carl, what, what how's your week been going, man? Um, it, it's been going great so far. Uh, pretty, pretty uneventful um, in the uh, racing world. Um, not much happened uh, this week. And um, I got a haircut today, uh, which means that uh, they left this alone and uh, got this trimmed up. So overall, good day. I can't complain. Carl, they missed that singular hair on the top of your head. Oh, I'm I'm actually uh, hanging on to that one. Like, <laughs> Are you uh, trying to grow that one out? Yeah, it's like, it's like Homer Simpson there. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, you've just got a few more of those than I do. But um, my father uh, has what? My father has no hair right here. He has like the full head of hair on the side, but he has one hair, one long brown hair in the center of his head. And I'm like, hmm. you ever gonna cut that? He goes, No, I'm gonna die with that. This is all gonna fall out. This is gonna be here forever. It, it's 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 like that that comic. Uh, uh, Blondie's husband is it uh, Dagwood or something like that? Uh, yeah. It's got the little yeah, yeah. That's what it's like. All right, and Adam, how's your week going? Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of personal things going on. Uh, it wasn't a great week, but hey, well, next week will is another week. We'll get we'll get to it and see how uh, that week will turn out for me. We only I saw your post three hundred and sixty five days left. Yeah, that's about as much as I got left in the military. Can't wait to to finally be uh, done with that. So, it's uh. So you're probably looking at your uh your countdown each day, like I am for my cruise. Uh, for the most part, yeah. I mean, uh, technically, I'll be out in late June, uh, but I won't be fully out of the military until uh, October first of next year. So basically. Today, one year from now, I will be a retired person and can enjoy my life. Can I ask you a question here? Since you were in the Army, or you are in the Army, if you get out of the Army, can you go join the Marines or something like that, or are you not allowed to do that? I mean, there's a lot of people that that's crossed over branches. I've uh, actually been with a couple of guys that were in the Marines, got out, did stuff with their lives, and decided, hey, I want to join the, join the military again, and they came back in the Army. And uh, so, huh. I mean, you you can do that. You just got to meet the age requirements. You can't, uh, I think it was like 35, 36, you can't come back in. And then if you stay out more than like four or five years, then uh, you got to redo boot, boot camp. So uh, there's a lot of different stipulations of uh, coming back in. And some people like to, when they come back in, they want to reclass and do something different from what they were doing prior. So if they were you know, doing something, their specialty in either a different branch of the military or the actual army, they come back in like, well, I, that was a stupid mistake. I shouldn't have done X, Y, and Z. I want to try this now. They're like, all right, well, cool. Now you got to go back and re go to another school to learn all that stuff. I love it when I ask a question, pretty much a yes and no answer, and I get the whole book. I Not even you, the man. cliff notes. You got me covered. I mean, if I ever want to know something detailed, I just ask you, Adam, because you'll tell me from the start to the finish what really goes on. I, so I save a lot of extra parts out there too. So, oh uh, really? Yeah, oh, I gave it the slim oh, down version. To, we we like we'll to talk to the after. military. We love to talk. We love to just uh, hear ourselves talk. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we we can go on and on about anything. It's called, you know, we call it hip pocket training, like I'm doing right now, just shooting off the hip right now, and just can tell you anything you ever want to know about anything. I can just go off of it tangents, and that's kind of like what we do. Is uh, we we love to give training off the hip and uh, just go off on tangents. Well, people are just sitting around. 
Well, let's uh, talk to somebody that does like to talk quite a bit. What's been going on with you, Nick? (laughs) I think I found my new career. (laughs) I fit right in. (laughs) Uh, No, I I could never. You know why? Because I can't. uh, I'm not good with authority. I would love to see you try to do boot camp. Could you imagine him doing boot camp? <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of people say that, but they wouldn't get there. I mean, I get there, there, walking there's, down my there's stairs. some people like you know get terrified of the drill sergeants. I, me, <laughs> his wife commented. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. I didn't read it. What is it? Read it to me, please. Uh, she says, "Yeah, he can." Yeah, I, I can talk. And, uh, so, oh, that's perfect. There's a lot of people who think that when they go to boot camp, oh, that drill sergeant's not going to say anything. Well, they get their attitude adjusted really quick. And me, yeah, I love you too, hon. Uh, <laughs> me, I thought it was a game. You know, I, I did ROTC in high school and kind of saw how everything was. And when we went to boot camp, I was just like, this is pretty hilarious to watch the drill sergeant just annihilate people's lives and just yell at them and scream at them. And internally, my head's just laughing. I'm just going... I am laughing so hard, and uh, but you know, shouldn't have probably been that way. But that was my mentality that got me through those uh, wonderful nine weeks of uh, hell. I can see you doing that because your your humor is a little off center. Like a, the what do you don't know how to drive? You, yeah. the, the the meme or mime or whatever you, you uh, keep posting mime. about the guy that not know how to drive. <laughs> my meme. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's a, you know, it's a, you know, it, it's a, something that it's a coping mechanism that gets you through uh, 20 years of the military. The mime of you. <laughs> the mime. Oh, God. Really? This is why I love doing broadcasts with you. But yes, I'm fine. I had a fine week. Goof off. I, just, I love throwing stuff out there. Just I've been a grumpy bastard all week. But, so uh, uh, you've been. Oh yeah, you've been very grumpy. We've seen that in action all this week. You've had a, well, a terrible week, and we you know, know all about it. I mean, you you let your personal life interfere with other people's lives. Well, you know, when uh, here here. Hey, let's of... let's talk about fuel. Let's go into fuel. We got Delonte <laughs> yeah. and Ballard waiting in the How wings. How was I not able we to have... talk about my yeah. week? No, we're Wait, good. No, we're we good. Let him no. Come on, just let him talk about what outside of racing. How has life been with Nick outside of racing? And that's enough for us today. Let's go ahead. <laughs> There's nothing other to talk about. No, he there is nothing else. There, there is. If if anybody who's not doing anything that's unemployed, if you want to go get your CDL, waste management is hiring. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought you were going to tell. We, us. we hey, don't have any drivers. We, uh, God, I just I need drivers. Did you know that a guy threw out a Britney Spears blow up doll yesterday? Nick's like, holy crap! They threw mine out. Get the fuck up. Well, well, that's oh, an F bomb. Wow, he's gone. <laughs> but all right, <laughs> uh, so this week we're gonna go with the uh, fuel racing league, man. We had we saw some exciting action from the Red Bull ring. We got Delonte Ballard as our guest. Uh, so let's go ahead and pull him in and see how his night's going. Hey, Delante, this is, uh, you know, the Ghostfire Media Podcast. I'm not going to introduce everybody here. Everybody's uh, kind of weird to go around the horn for that one. But, uh, hey, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. Uh, I'm yeah, doing. good. Hey, man, so welcome to the wonderful podcast episode, what, 26 now? We're getting up there in the world. 
we're up there to 26 episodes so uh so once we get people on here we like to learn a little bit about you uh both personal and iRacing version so go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself uh what you do your hobbies if you got some out of sim racing experience in the real world and then tell us about you know your sim racing experience how did it start and develop it and uh where you're at in the world um let's see start um 32 years old um i've been sim racing phew, about 23 years now all the way back to nr but nr3 i think was the first sim that i ever touched but um wow yeah um 32 years old um from newport news virginia um i do for work is i uh, build aircraft carriers for the navy so um that's fun i guess if you could say in a way um uh hobbies no not much much um anything i sit down uh sometimes i like to build computers depends on you know what i got going on um First person shooter games is mainly what I do on computer when it comes to gaming and stuff. I kind of somewhat tune myself out of sim racing world. Um, when you do it for so long, you get kind of burnt out on you know sim racing every day. And that's what I was doing when I first grew into iRacing. I, I think I was sim racing for like six years straight, like every day, get off work, come home and jump on. Um, so yeah, over time you do that, you kind of tune yourself out, but, um, here and there, you know, I, I get the urge to want to plug the wheel back up and, and come <laughs> race. And that's pretty much how I ended up getting into fuel with, um, Alan Elwood and the guys, you know, they, me and Alan go back a few years, you know, it went to a league called, um, uh, uh, Gunner for SR where we first met each other and it kind of, we kind of hit off the bat then. And it's actually uh, Alan's the reason um, I'm in the state I am now when it comes to iRacing with um, the Coke series, you know, spotting for Jake Nichols in the Coke series and on on um, Bobby Dale, um, yeah, Bobby D. Earnhardt uh, legacy. So, yeah, that's pretty much a little bit about me. So how'd you get involved in that? Um, so like I said, date back to when me and Alan first met, um, he was already on a team. I don't know if y'all are familiar with, but Slip Angle Motorsports, which was the team with, uh, Ray Alfala, uh, Brian Blackford, stuff like that. So he was actually on that team or, uh, I think he was on the team at the time and he was like, Hey, you know, I feel like you got some talent, you know, you should try to run for pro. And at the time, I was like, eh, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know if I'm good enough for those guys or not. But um, he brought me out a couple times to, um, to meet, you know, Ray with, through TeamSpeak and stuff like that. And we talked and, you know, I started practicing with them. And that's where I ended up meeting um, Jake Nichols and um, Kyle Putz, who was a former Pro Series, um, Coke Series driver at the time. It was Peak and Free Series. So we kind of hit it off the bat. Um, I don't know. Alan was friends with, uh, I can't forget the guy's name. I mean, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was friends with somebody else. He ended up going to another team. I ended up being good friends with Jake and I pretty much stuck with them and I was on with Slip Angle. And then, um, yeah, I was, I was the one that kind of discovered, uh, me and Kyle Putz discovered Bobby Zielinski in a league, another league that we ran in. And now Bobby Zielinski is one of the fastest 
coke series drivers out there we kind of developed them into that until um he swept off to another team but um yeah so when i stuck with them i was just pretty much a driver i i did some uh road to pro races i was somewhat decent um open setup is a different world and then the fixed setup stuff that we do now so um they always tell me that I'm just a completely different driver when it comes to fix them I mean, to open setups, but uh, fixed setups sometimes is not really my thing, depending on how the car feels. But um, yeah, so pretty much I stuck with Slip Angle. I've been with Slip Angle since what uh, 2000, uh, early 2016, and it was just uh, last year where we announced that we were going to be leaving Slip Angle, and we all merged over with. Um, um bobby d earnhardt's legacy and that's where i've been since and yep just on the top of the pit board and um spotting for jake in the coke series that's a lot of fun doing that and we're um doing somewhat decent this season we're trying to um stay in the hunt for jake to keep his license and um we got our heads pretty much up so we we feel comfortable with um the route we're going right now so in that series is that a paid gig or is that just a, a freebie um, for me, it's just a freebie with Jake being that we're, we're so good of friends, you know, and I mean, if I ever did want something out of him down the road, I'm pretty sure Jake would have no problem, you know, hooking me up. But no, it's just, you know, me and him are good friends. He doesn't have to pay me for anything. Now, if he wins a championship, that's a different story. I mean, that's, <laughs> I think, what, well, that's 100K there or something like that. I was but, thinking there's some money involved in somewhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. If, yeah. He, if he gets up there to the big bucks, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll have no problem, you know, giving some up. But um, no, it's just a freebie, just, you know, a close friend thing. You know, he, he looks out for me anytime I need some help. Um, it's been a couple of times in fuel where he will pop in and um chat in my ear and say, Hey, this is what you need to do and stuff like that. So he's definitely um watching um the fuel races, you know, keeping an eye out on me and stuff. Cool. Very cool. You know, he could uh follow Ghostfire Media on Twitter, give us a retweet. We'd find some <laughs> followers out of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I messaged I talked to him before this. I was like, Hey, I, I got to um I got a message to be a special guest on the podcast. And I was like, well, don't be surprised if I'm going to talk a lot about you because it's not really much about me going on. It's embracing. I'm, you know, I'm riding your coattails here. So I did say, I was like, I'll be, if, if they want to bring, you know, bring you back one day, you know, were you up for it? And he really didn't ask me yet, but I'm pretty sure if, you know, if it was a time that y'all did want to do a special um, guest with him. I can probably get him on here with y'all. I mean, hey man, yeah. I don't 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 sell yourself too short, man. You you sound like you've uh, got a huge uh, you know backing behind you, and I mean, in fuel, you've been up there almost week week in and week out. I know you haven't been there, I think, for the past two weeks, but I mean, before that, I mean, uh, your name has come off my tongue quite a bit, uh, you know, to be able to put yourself up front. Uh, and you haven't been able to get the top three just yet, but I mean, you're strike at the door, knocking, trying to strike in the, that top three every week. Yeah, um, I, 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 the qualifying, I need to qualify better. But um, in the race, yeah, I'm normally good. It's always something that's going on. I, I try to figure out what Cameron and them are doing so well when they're running up front, and I'm just, you know, because I've been. But I haven't sim raced before fuel. I haven't sim raced in about six, seven months. And I just picked up the wheel and just got back in it. So, I mean, it was really no rust for me. It was just 
getting my foot inputs back of where I need to hit my breaking points and where my throttle points at and stuff like that. Because when it comes to the B car, I absolutely love the B car. I mean, I can get, I can leave iRacing for two years, jump into a B car, and I could be still top notch where I was at when I left. But the other cars on the um on the service is a little bit different for me, and I just can't grasp it as quick. I, it might take me a couple runs, or it might take me one race. Who knows? I think though, I mean, if you've been out for about six eight months, so and coming back into it for for this season, I mean, uh, iRacing has put together some. Uh, better tracks in my opinion for the dynamic uh, grip aspect that kind of makes these cars run a little bit different on the tracks for you know the, these one groove tracks that we used to have now have two maybe three different grooves that we're allowed to run so you know it makes for a different race than probably what you're used to oh yeah um i did when they first put that update out i did try auto club i think I, everybody was running auto club i don't i think um homestead was another one too but Auto Club, it, it was just crazy to go diving in into turn one and you're going straight to the bottom and the rest of the field is on the top lane. And you're like, what the hell is going on? And they're yeah. passing you. And I'm like, what is like what did I miss? But of course I'm like, my team is telling me, hey, this is the update, so this is going on, blah, 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 blah. But it was just bizarre seeing it happen right there on my screen. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, why is nobody on the bottom lane? Yeah. Why am I getting left in the dust here? Like, uh, this is where I'm supposed to be at. This is this is the norm. Everybody else is doing something different. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it takes a little bit to uh, get back into it. And, you know, uh, I, I don't think you're doing any anything bad because, I mean, like I said, you've been up there. Your, your name has uh, been mentioned quite a bit. You've led a few laps this year. Now, you've been up there, you know, been a strong con uh, force to be reckoned with. It's just uh, you, you need to get that solid finish at the end and uh, kind of solidify it. I tried to get that. At, what was it? Was it North Wilsboro? One of y'all One of y'all was betting against me because I stayed on those tires. I forget which one it was. What <laughs> oh, me because I'm not on there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, somebody, somebody was, I went back and watched the broadcast, and one of y'all was betting against me because I stayed on those old tires. And I, you know, I, held, my, I held my stuff for a good I think it was like 40 <laughs> laps I was up there until I pit it again. Yeah, it, North Wilsboro's, you know, it's finicky depending on which car you bring to that. And I don't think any car, any of the uh, newer stuff should be going to it, especially the top three uh, of each series should be going to that one. But uh, when you go there, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, each car brings a different dynamic to that track to try to figure out and how, how the tires are going to work versus the handling of the car. If you're going to be able to do anything with it uh, on older tires. So, yeah, I mean, it. You know, betting against you is a uh, you know one of those things that fresh tires you think that's going to actually have a have a you know the the better advantage over people who stayed out there on older tires. Oh yeah, I mean it's always supposed to be. But now with these new updates with I racing, it's it, you can actually take two tires and still be up front, or you can depending on the track and how many um, fresh tires you know you might have. 15 laps in your tires if you're at a short track it's going to work fine but if you're at a track like auto club atlanta charlotte stuff like that it might not work out so well for you but i've seen it happen delante um what do you what's your for i mean what is your forte like what do you like the best to drive what do you you know get out there if you, road courses super speedways short tracks what i'm a short track guy um 
anybody that uh, you know talk to Alan and Jake, all them guys know when it comes to a short track, and when you put Richmond on a schedule, I'm automatically going to be at the top. That is my track. I think if you look at some stats of mine on iRacing or on, um, I think it's called Sim Racing Hubs now. It's not um, Dan Lease anymore, but pretty sure I've probably never finished outside the top five at any Richmond race that I've done, but the ones that I wrecked out on, which is only a handful. But yeah, Richmond is is one of my, that's my home track one, not my closest home track, but my home NASCAR circuit, my closest track would actually be Langley, but it's just like 10 minutes away. But Richmond, um, I don't know. It's something about Richmond, and it, it goes back to the NR2K three days. I've always been good there. And, I mean, I'm good at Martinsville as well, but normally it's the short tracks that I'm, I'm normally up front easily on. That's why North Woodsboro, I was, you know, hanging up there with them. Now, how old were you when you were racing NASCAR 2003? Uh, let's see. I think I was 13 when I was racing wow. there. Wow. Like, it was... 13? Yeah, I think it or was it 12. It might have been 12 because yeah. I think that's when I won my first uh, championship. I actually got those trophies somewhere in here in my room. Well, so speaking of that, I've got I've got to ask you, you know, you said you're uh, uh, 32 um, and uh, I'm 36. But that I mean, surprisingly, I mean, 32 makes you one of the uh, old guys um, in the fuel league, um, which has been a weird transition for me as well. But um. I mean, you know, you, you've been in the league now. I mean, we're in race nine. Um, what what do you think about the league so far? Um, the league is is good, and it, it could have its uh, moments. Like every league is going to have. I mean, even the real NASCAR, they have their moments where somebody can be boneheaded or do a boneheaded move, get too anxious, and do a move that probably wasn't the best move to do at that second. But um, all in all, it's good. Um, it's got good core members. I see being that, um, I've directed, uh, numerous leagues and, um, this one actually has a, a, a good foundation. Um, it might be a couple, couple people in the field that, you know, kind of, I got to look at a certain way, like, okay, this guy's coming up to me. How, how's he going to race me? And nine times in 10, when I'm doing that, if I have to sit there and consider the way you're going to drive me it's probably because of something my teammates have done and that's a good thing that i noticed too is that my teammates getting to in we talk about it all the time so i can be blunt about it my my teammates do do some boneheaded moves sometimes and i'm talking about in um in fuel with the vra guys we do do some boneheaded moves sometimes and it does backfire on us sometimes um and we might get to a race where i'm like oh god this guy's gonna race me like hell because you know cameron did something earlier race to him or Shane did something early in the race, or you know, or it just happens like that. But generally, this season, nobody's really ran me hard, you know. And I and I actually like that that they are racing me for who I am and not racing me for what team I'm on. Yeah, it's yeah right I mean, on. It, it can be it can be backfiring, and you know, I I think everybody there so far shows a lot of respect between each other, and everybody has a lot of talent that goes through, and everybody feels that you know. I, uh, I'm going to race you clean because you race me clean. Like everybody isn't out there trying to be dirty. I think, you know, I think I missed one of the controversy races of the USA international. Uh, I wasn't there for that one, but every other race that I've been in, I mean, everybody races everybody pretty cleanly and they, they give everybody plenty of room, but at the same time, they just give you enough room uh, for you to be able to drive your line and they're going to continue to drive their line 
and uh you know and be very challenging to get by or you know they're gonna challenge you for that position but safely Delonte, yeah. i heard you say uh something before you get into that i heard you do a mm. so what did what was all that about yeah usa that was one of those races um it was a good race all in all it was a lot of see me like i told you before i'm a, a short track guy so a lot of the beating and banging, I like that stuff. It, the beating and banging where you can control the car, not the beating and banging where you have no control of your car and you're going spinning. But if I can dive off in turn one, hit you in the back end, and you might get loose, but it's it's savable. I like that kind of racing. The door hey, beating Robin's and stuff racing. like that, I like that. Yeah, Robin's racing. Now, if you come into the corner and straight up send it, that that's not racing. I don't. That's going to cause the drama and stuff like that. And I think it happened a couple times that race, but... You three know, times. short track. Yeah, three I was times. three times <laughs> was, that race. It was short, three times. It's short track racing, though. Um, tempers can get flared. You know, you don't want to get bumped, especially if you're leading and you get bumped out the way. That's the problem. Because I'm looking at the stats now. I see Bressy led 61 laps, fastest car on the track. To whether he led, the, he did the fastest um lap of the race, and he came in second. Uh, now I don't know if that's because of any bumping going on or not because that was I think I got wrecked in that race going into three but that was that was a fun race though all in all even though it was a lot of yelling and a lot of drama going on but it was all in all a fun race for me yes yeah so we're coming up to Talladega what's your views on uh super speedway racing hate it Hate it. I completely hate it. Yep, I completely hate it. But I, I have had some luck in super speedway races. I've won a couple of them before in other leagues and in um on I racing host and I hosted races, but um what is it called? What the rated races, I guess you call it. Officials. But um, official, yeah. there we go. Official I call races. Those pickup races. <laughs> well, yeah, then you got the pickup cup. But yeah, super speedways are 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 fun in a way. I don't like it because all it takes is one one person's mess up. One, per I think I was just talking to a buddy of mine on another Discord that I'm on that knows nothing about racing, and um, we were watching. Oh, wasn't they just at a super speedway? They, I think it was Daytona race. And I, no, it was Talladega because um, that was Tuesday night with the Coke series ran there, and I was explaining to them like we're in a pack the whole race, 43, 40 cars. How many ever cars are in the pack? All it takes is one mess up yeah the leader can go into turn one and his nose start itching he sneezes. you know most people when they sneeze they close their eyes the next thing you know you're up the track yeah you're up the track and that's <laughs> it that's chaos and it's, it's happened to me before where i literally sneezed going into a corner and i raced up the track but i mean luckily we didn't die from that situation and wreck but it's just when you go into to a super speed race like that it's like my mindset is okay either i'm gonna go in here and i'm gonna run up front or i'm gonna go in here and some point of the race i'm gonna get caught in a big one and if you don't go into a super um, speedway race and feel that way then i don't know which you are on when you go into the race because i am that's literally what i'm thinking of either i'm gonna finish or i'm gonna wreck yeah, how many of the guys you think uh get drunk before they get into one of those races <laughs> i don't know um i have been in a couple races with some guys that I've seen um, drunk, slurring all over the mic, you know, talking junk to people. But um, <laughs> I, I, I can tell you one thing: I've, I did it one time. Um, it was a long time ago. A couple guys on um, Slip Angle at the time, teammates of mine. We were 
think we was doing, I don't know if y'all know, it was, um, it was uh, Norgar, old league. Everybody in iRacing pretty much knows Norgar. I think he was doing some races and he threw up a race at, um, it was at Michigan in the trucks. I was probably about three shots of Jack in. I had about two beers and we we're just having a good time on TeamSpeak. And you can tell I was drunk. I swear to you, not they, my teammates told me, Kyle Putz, it was Kyle Putz that told me, he said, you race better when you're drunk than you are sober. <laughs> you take better yeah, I told that to Jimmy Anders too. <laughs> I drove from 25th to 5th in like three laps under green, no wrecks, nobody got loose out the groove, any of that. And it, it was funny. And then he was like, from there on out, he was like, you need to drink every race. And I was like, nah, I did not like it because I, I didn't care. Now, if you tell me a points race is getting ready to happen, you know, I'm I'm not going to do that. But for a race that's just a hosted race that everybody's there to have fun, yeah, I have no problem going in there drinking. I got you, man. So what we like to do here is we like to pick our winners. Uh, who do you think is going to win next Monday night at Talladega? <laughs> Talladega, next one, next Monday night. I'm going to have to throw my name in the hat. If I'm in, like I told you, if I come in there with the the great mindset of uh, I'm coming here to finish the race, I I think I'll, I'll be up front. I gotcha. I'll go next. I'm going to go with Thomas Bressy. He's shown that he's uh, been able to put together some really good uh, super speedway racing. Uh, so I'm going to go with Thomas Bressy. What about you, Carl? Yeah, um, so, uh, Nick, are you racing uh, this week? Yes, I am. Okay, well, I'm still not picking you. Um, <laughs> You're just a prick. You are such a prick. Um, God, I have the worst fucking teammates. So, <sighs> I'm, I'm going with a guy who had a really great race at Daytona. Uh, it's an easy, you know, didn't finish well, uh, but I am uh, picking Michael Stroll. That's always a good pick. What about you? There, Nick Adams. <sighs> Carl's a prick. I want to say that first. That's that's part of my. You know, my I would. I just want to say, Carl. Don't forget that at Daytona, Nick was our halfway point leader. Uh, he was. He he he's a solid super speedway racer, uh, which is why I uh, teased that I was going to pick him. <laughs> yeah, so I'm calling my shot. This is my one. This is probably my only chance to ever win a fuel race at super speedway. So, and it, it, this one's mine. I want Degas wow. so bad. I love super speedways. There's nothing better than them. It takes so much. Right. I'll, I'll ask Randy. Uh, I know he doesn't, like, he doesn't have that much of uh, invested interest into uh, fuel because he doesn't broadcast or race. I actually watch it. I usually watch most of the races each week. Randy, oh, okay. remember, you broadcast with me on Tuesdays. You have to deal with me sometime on Thursdays. Come on. Yeah. So I'm actually, you know what? I've enjoyed uh, talking to Del uh, Delante so much. I am going to agree with him. I think he's going to win this race. Hey, I'm gonna there we go. I, I've really enjoyed your conversation, man. You've been so a lot this of, either is going to work for you, or if you've ever watched our podcast, this is your commentator's curse. Good luck, curse. <laughs> oh god, yeah, Michael I mean, Yeah, <laughs> I think so, I'm a lot so what's going to happen is on lap two because I called my shot. Me and you were going to get together because you were okay. right. <laughs> yes on this podcast, <laughs> and in in half a second, three of the picks are just going to be gone. Yep. 
So and you know uh, what? Well, we're there. We'll take out Michael Stroll just to mess with Carl. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the, this is a legit thing with me um, in past leagues where mid race I do get called in for an interview and, and I, you know, get an interview. Oh, how's your race? How's the car feeling? You know, the car's feeling great, blah, blah, blah. Literally, as soon as we go back green, I will get caught up in a wreck. That is a curse of mine. Oh, the, it, it is. We have this thing called the Ghost Fire Meter Commentator's Curse. It is a thing. We pull yeah. people in, they wreck. <laughs> Every time on Tuesday night when I point somebody out for our IVRL league, I'm like, hey, he's got a great race going. Three laps later, he's in the yeah. wall. You, it's usually yeah, Adam, yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. usually That's Adam because I'm always going, oh, Adam's having such a good race. And oh, Adam Wood's in the wall, folks. Yeah, destroying <laughs> It's like you hear it, and it's like, oh man, this is this is fire. I need to do good now. They're watching. <laughs> yeah. Go into the next corner, and you just get loose. Yeah, so, you try a little harder, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have tried harder. Stop yep. looking at my car. Well, you know, a lot of <laughs> a lot of drivers, which is uh, pretty interesting. We found out a lot of guys will actually have the broadcast on as they're racing, and uh, they'll listen to what we're talking about, and then they'll, you know, they'll use us as seeing what's happening up in front so that's what they kind of dictate their race to so you might want to turn on the broadcast while racing now we get about helpful hints here and there about uh what's going on with life uh and and ways we think we can uh we would run a little bit better or differently uh so that's kind of what we do up here in the booth it's kind of fun to be able to try to uh i call what's his name uh the former uh football quarterback from uh Dallas Cowboys. He he's out there. All... Troy Aikman. No, the other one. The one that uh, Mark recent... Star. The one that's recently. Yeah. Uh, Tony, Tony Romo. Romo. Tony Romo. Romo. There we go. Romo. Uh -oh. Romo Good goes out. Lord. The... Tony Romo goes out there, and this man's like, "All right, watch this. You see the defense. All right, they're gonna run up the middle right here. All right, cool. You know, I kind of see like the play by play. Oh I yeah. Feel like, having, like Tony Adam. Romo, I feel. He goes out there and he really has really good vision of what's going on. And as a broadcaster, he puts out some really good info. It's like, all right, they're gonna they're gonna pass up the slant right here. They're gonna drive drive across the field right here. Like, so, Adam, what the proper way to introduce Tony Romo is the greatest Cowboys quarterback to never win a Super Bowl because he wasn't actually that great, Tony Romo. No, actually, you name his Stud Muffin Tony Romo <laughs> because he seemed like he did every hot looking chick. In Hollywood there for a while, didn't he? I, I called him Tony I mean, you Homo could just to call him, my buddy off. You could just call him the third Drew Bledsoe replacement and the second one to be an abject failure at winning championships. The only one that's any good is the greatest of all time. My guy, Tom Brady. Right. Wait, no, he's my guy because he's part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, the listen, thing I is, will follow the, Tom wherever he goes. When it comes Delonte to Romo, when it comes to Romo, see, I have one vision of him because I am a Seahawks fan. And I don't know if y'all I don't know if y'all are knowing where I'm going with this, but it was that one season for the playoff spot that the Cowboys went in. Romo was the place kicker or the placeholder. Yeah. And messed up that and tried to run it into the end zone, and which caused Seattle to go to the Super Bowl for the first time. That was uh two thousand and six the Super Bowl because I was deployed in Iraq at that time. And my buddy was a diehard uh, Cowboys fan. Mark Lemire, if you're out there watching this, <laughs> that one's on you, bud. Uh, but yeah, that's what that one happened. Uh, he he uh, dropped the football on that one. Yeah, he tried to be the second quarterback to replace Drew Bledsoe to go to a Super Bowl the first year he replaced him. It didn't work very well. <laughs> no, it did not. Yeah. I do like <laughs> that those two are always going to be tied together by the Drew Bledsoe <laughs> conversation there. 
Yeah, all right, man. Hey, but hey, we appreciate you being able to come on tonight and uh, get to know you a little bit better, and we hope to see you on the track doing pretty well uh, here at uh, Talladega this coming Monday. Yeah, don't let me down. Yeah, I'm trying not to. <laughs> all right. All right, man. Have a all good right, night. Thanks, guys. All right, y'all too. Thanks, man. All righty. I think that's the second most popular guest we've ever had here in Ghostfire Media. Like, not I, popular, I like most famous. I, I, yeah, I like him. I mean, I, I thought he was an enjoyable right guest. Pat. Right behind Pat, because Pat's the most famous person we've ever had here. Well, Pat, the uh, there's a very well, good we had chance. Him for like 30 seconds. We did yeah, 30 I, seconds. I, I, I actually got to talk to him. I like got him. A, we guy. got a very good chance uh, the first week of November, that either that Friday, either – what yeah, we'd have that Friday before the uh the big NASCAR race. Pat will be on here because we're I'm gonna broadcast from his house. <laughs> All right. So sorry, I can't stop smiling. Now I'm gonna be happy for the rest of the night. That's NASCAR royalty. Yeah. If you, so we'll, who, if you don't know who Pat Patterson is, just stop watching. Just stop watching. You're not you're not our uh you're not who we're looking for. <laughs> All right, so our next guest is going to be Charles Urich. Uh, this guy is uh, my one of my independent teammates on the IVRL races with us on Tuesday nights. So let's go ahead and bring good old Charles in, man. How are you doing tonight? Charles, are you there? Charles? Oh, let me let me try the old Bristol in let me try the old Bristol intro Did for he just him. take himself out. Driver of yeah. the number 76. Nuka Cola Quantum Ford Mustang in the IVRL Butt Kicker Cup Series, Charles Yurick. Please report to the uh, grandstand. Beijing, Mr. Yurick. Beijing, Mr. Yurick. Mr. Yurick. Beijing, Mr. Yurick. Anybody get that reference? Yeah. What was it? For? All right. Well, well, while we're oh. waiting for Charles, oh, Nix is going to move on. Yeah. No, I'm not going to move on. I'm not going to no, move on. I'm going to talk we'll about him in there. while we're waiting for Charles. Oh, no, no, no. I meant, I meant move on from the reference. You asked him. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I, I am going to move on from the reference because I forgot what it was, but I knew what it was, oh, but I forgot what it was. It's Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh. So once I got you with a trivia question again. Stump Nick. <laughs> Bam, I throw these things, and he, he's losing Stop. as I'm throwing him out there. The, Stump Nick. Okay, first off, we have to set ground rules to Stump Nick. The questions have to be related to NASCAR. I do not. And I will not say that I am a entertainment guru. I know NASCAR and football, two things I know. Don't and hockey. You can ask me about those three things. Other than that, don't bother. I okay, who had the greatest flat top of all football of all time? Great, known for his his, his uh, flat top. Only person I can think of with a flat top is Neon Dion. Mm. Nope, long before that. I have no idea. I don't know. Why are we talking about hairstyles? Uh, I'm just so, saying. Hey, I, I got know, you. I know That's what they, you know who it is? It's Joe Namath. No, it's not Joe Namath. He had long hair. What are you talking <laughs> about? He was the one that had long hair. Okay, I have to put more ground rules to this because Randy's such a jerk. All right, from the uh, 1960s and up. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't care it what it's from. It has to be statistic-based. You can't ask me. Okay. If it's NASCAR, you can ask me about paint okay. and stuff. Okay. You can't what, what ask was, me. Okay. Go ahead. What was Johnny the first Unitas? race? What was Bingo. Thank you wow. very much, Adam. David Adam got Wright. it. That was Dave Wright. Wright that showed his age. That, that was oh, not okay. David Wright got it. Very thank you, David. All right, go me. ahead, Carl. What was the first race, NASCAR race, that Pee Wee Herman attended? <laughs> was it in between the uh times at the Sarasota Theater? 
I hear that theater was on I've fire. I've been there before. I'll tell you what, I've, I've been to that theater. My feet stuck to the floor. Ladies and gentlemen, Ghostfire yeah. Media is hiring for an opening of a broadcaster for Tuesday nights. Let's see. Charles messaged me. Either my phone is fucked or oh, y'all hold aren't on. talking. Hold on. Do you, do you have push to talk going on your phone? No, he doesn't have... No, I'm uh, kidding, man. <laughs> He didn't. He didn't have the proper roles. I don't think to speak. I gave him podcast. Or did I give him podcast roles? I just did. Charles, can you hear us now? Or talk? Go ahead and try. Maybe tomorrow, next day. Roles, podcast guests. Maybe, maybe if I put him as a pot, uh, as a bot. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know what's going on. Well, while Charles gets his issues figured out, what we will do is we will talk about the uh, the Tuesday night ivrl uh talladega race um we won't talk about anything that involves charles which is about 60 percent of the race because it was all single file and everybody was in the back most of the time so um the race the three stages fantastic race all by myself alone bored trying to keep everybody entertained hey hey you know Hey, while you were doing that, I was eating steak at the Colorado Prime Steakhouse. Do you know what I was telling people you were doing? Did you watch the broadcast? No, I I did not. You were living the rock star life. I was like, Randy Pepper's out there right now. And Randy Pepper is uh, pretending to be a rock star playing the guitar for all these people. Guitar. Remember, I'm not, I I don't pretend. I actually am a rock star, so. Or (laughs) I'm a former rock star. (laughs) Hey, you play in a band with Pat Patterson. That's good enough for me. Yeah. Um, it's so yeah, no, Charles just jumped back in. It's not working for him. Well, Charles. that's that yes, it is. There we oh, go. Oh, hey, hey Charles, Charles. Well, um, why is it every single time I try to get in here, it don't work? <laughs> Has Charles been on the podcast before? Yes, long okay, twice. So everybody knows about Charles Yurick, but Charles, give us a little, uh, give us a little bio. Give us a little bio. Oh, man, on a little bio. I get the bio again. Yeah, yeah. You know how, how, you love, how you love long walks on the beach, cookies, short walks with Adam Wood, giving Adam Wood the tip um, at Talladega. Well, <laughs> I didn't really give him the tip at Talladega. Give him the, the whole fist. Oh, without sorry. The, without the carburetor cover. <laughs> oh God! Go axle deep with no carb cover. I mean, damn. No, no. The, <laughs> the only time I ever did that was Daytona. Oh! Oh, Lord. Okay, give it to us, Charles. We want to know all about it. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore. I've just had enough. Been wrecked out so many times. You oh. have found a way to be wrecked out. How's that happen? Why, why does that always not- happen? You're like a magnet for a lot of these incidents. Well, see, I'm a magnet to people blocking me. Oh, oh, good. Now you're reminding me what happened. Okay, so, Charles, when you were coming down the backstretch 14 miles an hour faster than the drivers in front of you, um, what went through your mind when Cody turned right up in front of you and tried to block you? Uh, Nothing really went through my mind that's the only decision i had to do make is try to get to his outside which i had if you looked on the outside of the car i had the room between him and the wall but on the inside of the car 
or I was already against the wall and I had no room. So just uh, yeah, that was it was a terrible terrible spot to be in, being uh, two cars back from you. Oh yeah, I bet because I seen you, you know, shoot down to the right where Weatherby went. Yeah, I mean, it was a you know, I saw you know once you moved into the middle lane and you're like, okay, we're good here. We're you know, I'm still pushing Weatherby. Weatherby's like all over you to push you. And then, uh, you know, we saw Cody move up. So we're like, screw it, let's go even one more lane to shoot to the third third lane. And, uh, you know, Cody kind of started to migrate that way, which just pushed you up. And then you just barely gently hit the wall, which just triggered you to come back down. And, you know, all hell broke loose. And then I just lift, lifted and went left to try to avoid everything. Yeah, I I wanted to be conservative with it and go to the outside early before I caught Carino. But the more I think about it, I probably should have waited till I got to Carino to pull out because Cody wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been able to get up there. Yeah, it was, uh, well on the broadcast live, I said that I, you know, it's, it's just a product of that racing and I probably would have went somewhere alongst the lines of doing or pulling off a move like that or trying to do it. Cody did just based on, you know, the time in the race and all that. But then I went back and I watched the section of the race that had happened in again. And I was sitting there going, you know, there's what 14 to go there. There's still a decent amount of time. I don't know if that block at that point with him sitting third on the inside lane was a, a you know, a needed block. Well, for my point of view, it was a, you know, unwarranted block. Uh, I guarantee you, you know, the momentum that we had pulling up to them, because I mean, we gained like a second and a half, two seconds within that last lap or so on them. But because as soon as we caught their draft, I mean, we flew up to them, our three car tandem. Uh, and once we got to them, I mean, yes, we got a huge run on the outside, but there was like five on the bottom and three on the outside. And you know, this isn't the old school package where we can make three cars work on the outside. You know, if there's like four or five cars on the bottom, we'd have to have at least six, seven on the top to kind of counteract what, what was going on there. And, you know, we would have that short lived momentum and we would have died off, uh, you know, quickly right after that and fell right behind them. So to me, it was an unwarranted yeah. block, but it was, you know, for us going like, hey, we're here, buddy. Let's do this. Yeah, I mean, even if we would have made it up there, um, I mean, we probably could have stayed because of side draft. But, of course, with side draft, you risk getting net coded like Harvey did. <laughs> yeah, you you and Harvey have one thing in common. Terrible, awful, nothing luck. Oh, right. Derek has that, too. Oh, yeah, the yeah, three Derek. of you guys. The three of you guys in a line, I feel like lightning would strike all three of you at the same time. I think Derek and Harvey has been wrecked in every playoff race that we've been in. I, I can't remember if Derek got wrecked at, at Dega, but if he didn't, that's the only race that he has not been wrecked in. Every other race, uh, Dega, Vegas, uh, Bristol, um, whatever the last, the two prior races at, every single one of them, they've all been wrecked out of it. And somehow... They managed to make, continue to go a little bit further in this uh, playoffs. Yeah, I think the only place I didn't get wrecked out of 
during playoffs is Bristol. Because mm -hmm. Vegas, I got wrecked out by <clears throat> Clever. Yeah. Did you did you have a cough there? Do you need a bottle of water? Uh, just a little bit. Okay, we'll we'll send one right over. We'll get our assistant Steve to bring one down. Anybody seen Steve Letart? Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like the Vegas race. Um, I figured it out a little bit further in the week exactly, you know, how to conserve the tires a little bit more, but at the same time be more aggressive. Uh, you know, I, you know, I think, you know, IVRL sets me up for a really good Sunday race, uh, you know, to be a little bit more competitive. Uh, but, you know, because, I mean, there are some really good, good competitive people in both the leagues and, uh, I, I learned driving styles from people on Tuesday night and I implement them on Sunday night. So it, it's good to be able to race the same, yep. <laughs> same uh, tracks uh, for two different leagues every week. Yes. Yeah, what um, last night, uh, our full throttle performance truck league, we ran at uh, Talladega and I told them pretty much what we did uh, Tuesday and, um, so we tried that strategy out, Adam, and it didn't work out too well. <laughs> we were, oh man, it's like we had about five cars, five trucks um, lined up on the bottom, but the lead pack had about 10 trucks in it. They were pulling us, pulling away. They were on the back stretch and we were on the front. Um, but we got a late caution and somehow managed to hang up on the uh, outside and make it to third. So I, I try to take what we do Tuesday and implement it to other races that are run. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult. I mean, because I mean, every, every league is a little, a lot different and uh -huh. you know, AOL's 65% uh, fuel, IVRL's 60%. So there's a little bit of difference. I think we start off just a little bit looser in AOL, but I mean, it's not that much of a difference, but you know, it's just, you, you kind of get lessons learned somewhat on Tuesday night. If you didn't really put in that much time prior to it and you get like, you know, another, you know, 150 something extra laps prior to uh, of practice for the next race throughout the week. Yeah, I'm not uh, really looking forward to Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> I'm not that great on road courses. <laughs> oh, no, we've seen you do great on road courses. Oh, you know, man. Charles, I feel man. like on Tuesday night, the Tums heartburn turn and you are going to become very, <laughs> very good friends. Probably. Probably going to rename that the Nuka-Cola quantum heartburn turn. <laughs> hey. See, so you got that Three going for you. Yeah, at least, at least you get a turn named after you. We'll rename the uh, bus stop after Adam Wood because I'm sure he's gonna blow that. Oh man, no, uh, it's more of the uh, not the bus stop. It's it's the one coming to the start finish line. I've uh, I ran a so few the second bus stop. Yeah, the, I, I've ran a few laps so far, but I haven't done the uh, you know pay to server, so I'm still running 100% fuel, which the car acts completely different than 60% at that point but uh yeah that's the one I, I you know i gotta work at being consistent every lap i, I kind of kind of get every other corner so far down but i you know you're getting yeah. the momentum around three and four you know the traditional three and four there 
and uh, trying to slow that bad boy down to make that uh, right hand and a left hand turn. I'm going the right hand. It's the left hand after that. It's just uh, it just doesn't happen for me. I hit those uh, huge turtles that they put in there now. Yeah, I've ran a few test laps there, and um, it's just it's just getting the breaking points down because you know break too early on the banking, start downshifting. It wants to spin out. You break too late, you're just going to completely miss it. Break in the middle there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just I, can't. I'm I'm trying. I'm running into the issue of like I I feel like I'm where I think I should be breaking. I'm breaking and it feels just so lethargic that, you know, I'm like, I'm going too early. So the next time I come around, I was like, well, let me push it just a little bit further because I feel like I'm, you know, it's just going too slow. And I'm just like, all right, all right. And then I just destroy the corner. So the cup car yeah. at the Roval, uh, I, I tend to like that track. I think it's one of my better road courses in the cup car. Um, the cup car at the Roval, you want to, you probably are breaking the first point you're breaking at them, the right spot. You're probably just hitting the brakes a little too much. You want to drag the brakes to roll a lot more than you think you would to get into the corner. And like every especially, road course racer will tell you, it's not about the entry. It's the exit that's the most important. Yeah, especially coming out of two. Like as soon as you come out of two, you got to start getting on the brake. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting, and you know, it's a you know, I feel it's kind of a more of a technical track with really hard uh, boundaries versus you know a Watkins Glen where you know it's made to be a road course, whereas this one's like don't get inside of a uh, cup track that was already existing. Like, hey, let's try to make this a thing, and you know, there's really no runoffs, there's no really safe places. You mess up, you're destroyed. Yeah, no real safe places to pass unless you let somebody go on the banking somewhere. But, uh, you know, it's going to be tough. Uh, I think, you know, I think me and you are kind of safe if we get, you know, just a couple of stage points and finish in the top 10 of uh, probably the 14 at the most that will show up on uh, next Tuesday. (laughs) Right. Well, maybe 13 because, you know, Harvey said he won't be able to make it. Most likely it's his anniversary and, uh, he can't. He'll be in one hundred percent in the doghouse if he tries to. No, push his he's mark. he's gonna he's gonna get blasted with confetti again. Yeah. Do I even want to know? Yeah, I'm kind of wondering myself. What the Do I is even want to know? Oh, you, you I know, love you know if you're friends with him on Facebook. I, you know. I'm not friends with Harvey on Facebook. I need to get. I'm that not done. either. I need to get that done. Yeah. There's videos on there of him getting blasted with uh, confetti. That's okay. an interesting yeah. thing. Yes. Blasted uh, with. And uh, you know, me and his, me and Harvey's running gag is a surprise. Uh, I think, or I don't even. I think it was last last season, last year when we ran together. I came up behind me and kind of uh, kind of ended one of my nights or it gave me enough of a shot that kind of messed me up. And then actually, you know, from that on, that point on, he like got on the radio and said surprise. And that's kind of been our, our running gag between uh, me and him uh, since then. So when we come up to, next to each other, if we uh, ruin each other's night, we yell surprise. 
Tuesday should be interesting, though, because there's not a lot to lose for some of those guys up in the top of the points, especially Causey and Gaspar. And Which, they have, because they're both locked in, and they have that rivalry that needs to be settled at road courses. And Patrick has finally gotten that monkey off his back where he's finally been able to win. And like I told him on Tuesday, he is my choice for champion this year. I think he's got he's got a really good shot. Um, with Greg Holt no longer being in the picture to be in the championship four, it changed my championship four. It put Patrick in there, and it put you in there, um, Adam. What happened to Greg Holt? What did I miss? Greg, uh, Greg Holt has bowed out of the championship. Uh, that and the league the as a whole. That because is of that last statement. incident happened last week. Uh, the official statement is he's bowed out of the league, and we won't go into it any further. Uh, well, That's we know what happened. Statement. Yeah. Wow, so I missed something. All right. I didn't know about it until 25 laps into Talladega. So I had to break the news then. I didn't know about it right at the beginning either. So I yeah, I mean, we, we noticed that he wasn't in there, and then uh, Causley decided to jump into our general chat to be a part of our six-man team. We were going to have five guys, and uh, – Instead of having five guys that night, we had a six-man team. I would throw out my wonderful sponsors on Monday, on Tuesday nights. There, my five guys uh, sponsor. So let's try to poke poke some fun into oh, yeah. that one. Uh, breaking news: Adam Wood put John Deere into bankruptcy, and they're being destroyed. Yeah, yeah I mean, Can you uh, believe that? I wrecked, I wrecked so badly on Wednesday night yeah. on my John Deere's uh, new paint scheme that they they were sponsoring me, and they decided uh, to go on strike this week. So uh, we'll right be touching that. on that later. How bad Adam has made John Deere. It's all his fault. Their tractors suck. Hey, hey Charles, come ask us a question. Did you ever think at this point of the league, I mean, when you guys started running this league, you guys had like 40 cars, and now you guys are down to, what, 12? If we're lucky. You ever think it was going to be yeah. that? Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't think it would be like that, but it's um... – it's eerily similar to a league I ran last season. Um, Derek was in it. Um, and it started out with around the same amount of people. And it's just dwindled down to about, I don't know, 11 or 12 cars running. I unfortunately think the field's going to get smaller at the end of this round when yeah. three people are eliminated. That's, that's, that's what I unfortunately think. Well, you know, we got to see, you know, what happens with Harvey because uh, maybe he'll surprise us and show up on Tuesday night. And, uh, you know, he bowed out early just to play some mind games with uh, the other two people who are underneath the cut line with him. Uh, I think it's uh, Joey and maybe, was it Cliver maybe that are underneath the, the, the cut yeah. line right there? Maybe, maybe he's playing some, uh, you know, Jedi mind games to uh, psych them out. But, uh, you know, you know, there's going to have – you know, these guys are going to have to have to put together two good stages. I mean, uh, you know, AOLL is a whole different beast because we don't have stages. So you just hope and pray that you can make it to the end of the race in a good spot. Whereas, you know, IVRL makes it a little bit more competitive where you, you're trying to stay up there in front all night long. And uh, road courses are one of those things where you try to push the envelope instead of being consistent. You're the one making a mistake and going to the back. I'll raise my hand to that because I do the exact same thing. <laughs> I push it too hard and spin out. So, overzealous. Unless, unless, where were we at? Road America? No. Yeah. Coda? It was Road, it was Road America. Of, it was Circuit of the Americas. No. It was that was other it? one where, uh, where Cliver's chair broke and wiped us all out in turn one. 
I do remember that. Yeah, that was Road America. We were like, what the yeah. hell is going on? Yeah, I was running good. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, right. One of our one of our guys uh, in here last night was the spotter for a driver who did that under caution to his teammate. Yeah, I, I was. I, I didn't expect that I had to be spotting for them under caution. <laughs> <laughs> I was checking fuel uh, mileage. That's um. I just want everybody to know real quick that it's four for four on CCR now. All four of us have done that. Yep. Because we all suck. And we just need to get Chris and John, uh, Hannah to do that on Sunday. It would be great. It'd be a six nope. for six. Nope. Nope. Uh, nope. We're going to stay four for four in the TNT no, series. I'm, over I'm, two in the I'm Cup go, series. I, we need to move that up to the uh, AO Cup <laughs> series and make that six for <laughs> six this Sunday. Nope, I have faith that your team could do that. I actually pulled something that, that uh, actually was reminiscent of you, Nick, last night. I actually missed my pit stall and just kept going. Yes, we noticed. Oh, yeah, we saw that. We, <laughs> me and Adam were really confused. I was really, did, did Randy stay out? Did he get like a quarter of a gallon of fuel? What the hell happened? And then I, couldn't, I couldn't see because uh, uh, Hirsch was in front of me and I, I couldn't see through his uh, car. I'm like, we both the hell's at, my um, uh, pit stall? And I went, I think I just pitched. I think I just uh, passed it and yeah. went on my way back around. So, well, I'll be in the back of the pack. What the hell? Me and Adam yeah. both looked up at iRacing well, live time. and was like, oh, he didn't pit. He yep. missed it. <laughs> there was well, no pit stop yep. time. And you know what everybody said? Hey, you just pulled a Nick. Yeah. yeah my teammates are so lovable. I love every yep. single one of them. I don't want to punch <laughs> any of them or hit them with a baseball bat. Not at all. That's what teammates are for. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. If you don't want to murder your teammate, what type of teammate do you have? Yeah. Charles has got, you know, like, is Causey going to be? You guys' is a teammate for now on? No, I think it was just a one-off type of uh, thing. He did he did say when I talked to him on Tuesday that he is now officially a independent Tito team racer for the rest of the season in IVRL because he's oh, the only well, one. He, st he still put the, the Tito in there. We're just independent rejects that are down there in the general chat. So, Well, maybe you guys can be independent Tito rejects now. I, I don't know. Like, I, I... Uh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nope. man. Oh, uh, we're going to have Charles Urich change his number and uh, we're going to have him go out there and nope. run a, a tribute scheme to Greg Holt. Nope. <laughs> right, maybe Wait. I'll, I'll, Wait. Run, I'll run my sponsors that Greg Holt was running before he left, you know, my Miller Genuine draft that, uh, that, that Greg Holt was out there running. No, I'll change it to the 89. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> You know, you know, we got two road course ringers that have basically dominated the whole entire series uh, for IVRL this whole entire year. So, um, you know, it's kind of hard to bet against these two. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and move into the segment of finding out who's who do we think we're going to win. And I'll start it off and I'm going to go with our independent teammate of Nicholas Weatherby. I think Nicholas... He's showed speed on every one of those road courses. He just made a few mistakes that kind of took him out of that, you know, top spot. I think he's going to be consistent since he's living down the street from the Roval. He's going to take it home. Took the words right out of my mouth. That's actually who I was going to pick, too. I was going to go for a surprise pick, so thanks. <laughs> yes, that's why I went first. Well, I'll go ahead and go next. No. Um I, uh, uh, because you wanted to take that, I'll just take the easy pick and I'm going to say Causey. I'm going with Causey and that's my pick and I'm not backing down from it. I'm going to, uh, be proven right. All right, Nick. 
So I said this earlier in the year, me and Randy both said this a few times on the uh, broadcast. The worry of when you start getting hot in February or March, that you can peak way too early. We've seen that in the AOLL Cup Series before. We've seen that in NASCAR. Um, we've seen it in TNT. Football. In, in a lot of sports. And I think that might be what we're beginning to see now. I can't really 100% say that because Kazi won two races before the last race. Um, before Patrick did this this last race, he won two in a row, did Kazi. So Joseph Kazi could kick it back up. But I think you're going to start seeing not the decline, but the uh, the – the pressure of being able to go out there now and say, hey, I did this 17 times before now. I just need to get one more because he's pretty much locked in on points unless he has a destructive round of eight. And I don't think he's going to be able to do that. It's really hard to win a championship. And when you've won as much as he has, I think it's going to be even more difficult. And I think it's even harder to sweep road courses in a league for an entire season. Uh, would I be surprised if he does it? On Tuesday, not at all. I think Carl. So who are you going with, man? I'm going with Patrick Gaspar. I hey, listen, I was the sole guy there on Tuesday. I had to go and you know be Mister Know It All here. And we got Randy yeah, saying time yeah. out. No, no, right down the middle, baby, right down the middle. Yeah, I thought it was a um, yeah, because yeah, no, that's that's this. This what, what, what's is, this? That's you <laughs> what's and your boyfriend. <laughs> That, that's that's Randy in a blonde in turn four. <laughs> if uh, if Randy goes back and listens to All the right. broadcast from last time, I'm gonna say I'm I'm agreeing with Nick. I I have to because he he's on, he's got his mojo off his back. I'm going Patrick Gaspar. That's as easy as it's gonna be. So I think he's due to win. At a road course, he's tried and tried and tried every time because he's won. I think this is the last time it's going to happen. I think he's going to win this time. I don't know if those are good picks or not. If you ask Harvey. <laughs> All right. Well, Har like, what's Harvey going to dominate the Roval? No, 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 no. <laughs> what does Patrick. Harvey say? Patrick and Harvey. Oh, yeah. Harvey, oh. Still, hadn't, Harvey <laughs> still hadn't got him back. I think Patrick's smart enough to wait till the last race of the season. I mean, not Patrick, Harvey. Right. So, so, hey, man, it was a blast having you on tonight, man. We appreciate you coming out and uh, joining us. Uh, and we look forward and see how terrible you and I are at uh, the Roval on Tuesday night. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> stay, out, stay out of my way. I won't run you ever. That's the same. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Don't get in front of me in a breaking zone. Yeah, and I'll, stay I'll, away I'll, from Derek. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll stay away from Derek. Derek likes to go in the kitty litter a lot. So, uh, and sadly, there is none there. Uh, it doesn't yeah. matter. He'll find it. If there's even yeah. if it's not there, he'll be inside there. You know, somewhere there's somebody cooking out with uh, some charcoal, and he'll be in the charcoal somewhere. <laughs> oh. All right, man. You have a good night. All right, y'all too. All righty. That was uh, Charles Urich uh, from the IVRL coming out here tonight. Uh, giving us his, uh, his take on what happened this past week and what, what we're thinking we're going to do. Stop playing with your damn dog, man. Calm down. <laughs>
Hey, hey, so something cool we found out uh, uh, in between segments there is um, uh, for anybody that's not on our uh, uh, Ghost Farm Media uh, Discord, um, Delonte Ballard and Joshua Hanner used to be teammates uh, back in the day. So uh, that's really? pretty cool. Uh, weird. They, they were uh, together at Slip Angle. So uh, uh, I thought that might have been the case because I remembered uh, Hanner talking about it. So I messaged him and they know each other. And it's, uh, a, yeah, it's a small world. Like, I, I didn't know that. Uh... Gael Brooks was a SHR member, and then now he, yeah, he's now officially, you know, he came over to AOLL and joined that branch of SHR. I didn't know how many branches of SHR is out there, but there are a ton of SHR branches out there that, uh, uh, you know, Jason uh, Swanee, he uh, he has to control all that. I don't, don't envy <laughs> him at all. There's so many different branches of uh, uh, SHR out there. So is it kind of like Sons of Anarchy? Apparently. You got the different branches like you got the uh the california branch the new york branch you know the ireland branch yeah because like whenever uh i was talking with uh i think it was steve and he was like yeah i'm gonna be uh you know broadcasting gael and i was like gael brooks from fuel he's like yeah man uh yeah we and him are really good friends he's an shr guy i was like really like you know it's like it's a small world as you see like you know all these people that you've raced with and that you come in contact with they you know they're friends of friends of friends you know it's like you know that the whole seven ways to Kevin Bacon uh, game that everybody always plays. Yeah, what is that? Seven stages or seven? I don't know. It's like you know how how you can relate to you know, in seven relationships you can get back to Kevin Bacon somehow. Yeah, I actually used to play that a lot on the radio station. I used to listen to, and pretty interesting actually. Said <laughs> <laughs> some of these branches need to be pruned by Adam. Damn it. I think you're not in charge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. So, Carl's right. First response rejects won't take him back. No, He's I'm been good. rejected by first response rejects. I, I will become an independent. I'll go out there and, uh, you know, I'll be a man of one, an army of one. There we go. I'll go back to the old school. Well, I'm, 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 I'm sure like in that's Benedetto and not find a ride. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure in that case, you would have just as much impact on races as you do now. So exactly. Uh, that's... that's how it works. <laughs> Talking about army. What's, what's going to suck is when uh, Richard, you know, uh, now that he's a reject and he wins a race, and Ross finally wins a race, and I win a race, and you know, and all of, all of us down there, you know, Derek wins a race. Derek's already won a race this year, at least in one one series, and you know, for all you know, we'll probably win a you know, races before you will and still horse running behind those guys. I've already won a what? race after joining still horse, but it's cool. Oh, okay. That's right. You did. I forgot. <laughs> When's Randy going to win easy. a race? Uh, how am I? I'm going to actually win a race. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, you have, do you have no idea? Did you watch the TNT broadcast yet? I watched some of it and oh. I did hear some. I mean, I, I appreciate the enthusiasm you had there for me. And uh, yes, I could not believe that Tim left me out there. He was pushing me up there and they just, Last second, decided no, I'm not gonna push anymore. Yeah, we. I like you, you faded off the done. screen on my mine, and I I didn't see what happened. I didn't know if you got pushed up there or what uh, on that last lap in the middle of three and four. But I, you know, I saw you in front of Tim, and the next time I, you know, camera focused on you again. Uh, you were running in the third groove out of the way, so I didn't know if you kind of like. I no, I actually was trying to get Tim to go to the higher groove. Because the higher groups seem to be working pretty well. So I decided, well, let's go ahead and try to do that outside groove. And as soon as I did it, he stayed low and went underneath me. I'm like, 
What the hell? You should pull your sponsorship. He, hey, he, he had too many Canadian coffees. He didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. He stopped in the middle of the last caution, and he went and got three Canadian coffees, according to Carl Henderson. So he was. <laughs> I, I will tell you this. I don't know if you guys could see it on the broadcast, but he would disappear forever. Yeah. We were like, where'd you go? Like, Where are you? <laughs> I'm up in turn four. We're like, we're in the front straight away. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, it was, it was weird. Cr- it was really wild, and it, like at one uh, res- before one restart, like, like it kept repositioning him. It'd say move up, and then it'd say back, go to the back, and they had to delay the uh, restart and um, one of those cautions. And uh, yeah, it was, it was weird. A mess. And then, uh, yeah, that that was weird because he was sitting in third, and then he dropped down to the bottom on our screen, and then kind of went to the back of the pack. And that's when we we're saying, "Hey, that's when he's going out to get some Canadian coffee, or maybe that blonde had turned four. We don't know what 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 Tim is trying to do." But then next thing you know, like uh, right as we're about to go green, he moves cycles up in the second. Josh moves in the third, and then everybody else has no clue what to do. Right after that, Blake CD's moving in one spot. I think uh, Randy Pepper had to move to another spot. So it was it was a lot yeah, of it, different like shuffling around us. Like we're like I don't know what's going on, but we're going green. <laughs> he had at one point he pulled off. We're like he was gone, and the next thing you know, we see him down on the apron like almost jumping out of the air. The whole car was up in the air and came down and landed on his back left tire. and was like, the hell was that? And he just kept going. It was bizarre as hell. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, while we're talking about this race, let's go ahead and bring in our next guest, uh, Richard Hurst. Did that get us all out of fashion? Don't we normally go cup uh, trucks then? No, we do then TNT, TNT, then Sportsman, oh, then yeah. Cup. You're right. See, no, we're I'm, we're, I'm we're segueing right. Today. I'm just out of shape today. Yeah. You, you've always skipped out of, you know, second hour. You uh, you just do the first hour and then kind of skedaddle, man, you know? That's what happens when you, you don't finish the second hour and then a couple Well, months. I know at the end of the second hour, Randy Pepper wants to do Ask Nick again. <laughs> Stump Nick. Call me Stump Nick. Hey, uh, Richard, uh, welcome to the podcast, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, man. All right. So what we do here when we bring on new guests, we go ahead and ask the guests to tell us about their personal life, what they do, what, uh, where they're from, uh, what type of hobbies do they have? And then, then we'll kind of go, kind of migrate into the whole sim world. And, uh, we try to figure out, you know, do you have any real world experience? And then if not, if you do tell us what it is, if not, tell us what type of sim world experience you got So go, go at it, man. Tell us your life story. My life story is boring. Well, I was born and raised in Florida. Um, I got a background in law enforcement and military. Um, I was actually up in your neck of the woods of North Carolina. Um, in uh, Wilmington, where I worked for the sheriff's department until they put me in jail and I didn't feel like babysitting. Um, then I went to uh, Laurel Park Police Department, where I spent two years on the force over there, uh, up in the mountains. Great place. Love it. Definitely a lot of good scenery up there. Um, and went through divorce, landed out down here in Alabama, where I actually felt like it was a bad time to be in law enforcement right now um so i kind of put that uh career on hold and um got in with a uh company called sio2 uh, material science 
um, which they make uh, medical equipment and became a supervisor over there and love it. Love every minute of it. Um, got, got remarried last, uh, in February. Um, my wife hates me racing, but, um, I, I did race in real life and want to get right back into it. Uh, uh, I raced a historical class and I raced, uh, uh, dirt cars. Uh, and did a little bit of drag racing. Love building cars. Uh, my grandfather was a, a racer, so it's in my blood. I got you, man. And then tell us about your wonderful sim experience uh, life. When did you get into uh, uh, knowing about what sim sim racing was and how long you've been doing it, man? You know, I started on NASCAR. Um, let's see, what was I guess it was 98. And then I stopped for a while. That, that was and... the one, NASCAR 98. It's the one with the paintball cheat code. The best one ever. You know how um, old it was when NASCAR 98 came out? 12? 10? 0? 5? 2? Um, about as young as my I started brother. there, stopped for a while, got into, you know, your Call of Duties and the, the first person shooters and stuff like that. Um, and what was uh, what was the car tomorrow? What was that? Two thousand eight. I started back. That sounds right. It was two thousand eight, two thousand nine, something. Like yeah. Yeah, I started. I started back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and and then I stopped stopped for a while, and uh, and then I got got into the NASCAR Evolution, which uh, I hated that game. I don't think you were alone in that. <laughs> I think everybody hated that. And once I, then once I found out, um, and once I found out about Heat Three, I got on that and uh, Heat Four, and I think that's where I met met with you, Adam, and in the IBRL. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, it was nice to you know have a NASCAR game though, you know, that was on you know the console aspect to kind of get people engaged into it. It was not the best. Uh, it still wasn't the best all the way up to Heat 5 and all that wonderfulness. Uh, but it was a way to keep people engaged within NASCAR per se. And, uh, yep. you know, I met a lot of great people within uh, those uh, online lobbies there. I mean, a lot of toxic people, but, you know, you got got in a lot of, uh, you know, some really good people. And, you know, you're one of them. And uh, you really helped me kind of, you know, really dive deep into you know, that, that sim world or arcade-ish, uh, NASCAR heatness. And uh, I hope to with that. <laughs> dude, man, you don't, do you remember how many messages I send back and forth? Like how to do an open setup? Like, you know, what were you doing for this? What were you doing for that? You know, yeah. cause you know, I, you know, I like running the, our fixed setup league. I forgot which, uh, American sim. I forgot what it is, uh, with Jacob, uh, running it. Um, all American, uh, all American. Yeah. Recent yeah. league. Yeah, so, you know, racing with that one was great, but, uh, you know, I just didn't like the way the car drove and being able to open up to the open setups, you know, you know, I bounced off so many ideas off of you and you were just there to, you know, with the open door to listen to me bitch and complain and try to figure <laughs> out how to get that extra tenth uh, of a second around those tracks. Yep. I miss those. I, I still talk to Jacob. Uh, you know, me and him still have few conversations um 
Man, ever since ever since actually you turned me on to the uh to the i racing and you know that that's been one of the best experiences I I've, I've had so far in racing. Um and that's thanks to you. You got me in in here with these guys. You know, I kind of felt like a lone wolf last night, but that that's okay. That's okay. I think I got some new allies. Uh, yeah, you got some allies now. So, yeah, so, you got I somebody mean, you can help. Plate racing is you know is is it's great to have teammates, but at the same time, sometimes it's great being a lone wolf going in there because you're not having to play the teamwork game. Because sometimes that teamwork game takes you out of that winning strategy or how, you know, you could have made a move that would have put you in a better spot than riding behind a teammate or riding in front of a teammate that kind of push it, just pushing along or being pushed. I'm like, well, I don't want to be here. I could have dove down three laps ago and be sitting in a way better spot. So sometimes, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, team racing can be great. And sometimes it can be detrimental. Yeah. I, I mean, just to add on to that, I, um, when I won Talladega, uh, last TNT season, um, you know, I was furious with my team, uh, before I made the run to the front and I was not only muted, I had them deafened as well because I did not want to hear them at that point. And I didn't unmute and undeafen them until I crossed the start finish line and took the win. So <laughs> was, uh, uh, was, uh, Nick in that conversation? No, Nick wasn't there. I don't think at that point, Nick, Nick, what? Oh yeah. Nick was there. Nick was oh. there because, okay. Uh, now I understand why you deaf, you uh, made deaf and mute. And, and you know what? It's probably why I won as well. I was really focused. Um, but <laughs> like, what's no, Carl I mean, doing? It, Carl, what are you doing? But but but, but, you. but 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 it really it makes it does help sometimes. Like I I kind of went out there, um, you know, because I I I had my teammates on uh, the second line. I could just dropped in behind Josh, and I think Nick was there. But instead, I went made a third line. I mean, it, I was kind of working for myself at that point, and it's it's nice running by yourself sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it does have it, its advantages. Well, on that note, I want to ask you, because I, I, was, I was spotting last night, and I kept seeing you go to the outside, and there were several times that you were about to make it work by yourself. Um, what, why, why did you, what, what kept drawing you up there? Nobody, nobody was really running that line, and I figured, I, I see an opening, I'm going to take it, I want to see what I can do. Um, and, and man, that it was such an adrenaline rush because you're not sure what the guy down below you is gonna do. If you get too close up to him, what the what is the other guy on the bottom line gonna do? Is he gonna door check somebody and all take us all out or or whatever? But I just wanted to see if I could actually do it. And you know, for a couple laps there, I was hanging pretty tough, and then I just started windling away, and I was like, oh, I'll try it again. Uh, a couple times successful. <laughs> yeah, the, the aerodynamics there will allow you get to that front three of where you're the front on the top line against the guy in the middle that's in the front against the bottom guy in the front. And at that point, the aerodynamics is like, nah, cool, bro. You're going to go back to the back now. You, you, yeah. you, you made it all the way up here. Like You were able to somehow blow the doors off of four cars <laughs> below you and get your nose all the way out in front of And then it's like, nah, it's cool. You know, that's as far as you're going. You, you're not going past anybody. You're, you know, t take this as a win and go back. And 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 I was working with Derek uh, in practice, and I tried to send him, shoot him a message at Facebook. I was like, hey man, I, I'll work with you. You know, if you want to work with me. And I was trying to get his attention. You know, and I was trying to, you know, show people that hey, this outside line can work. And I figured if I blew by four people in that outside line, somebody will jump in behind me and let's go. And I did it at the very quite. end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I, I think yeah. Randy missed a he lost a draft for a little bit on like the first segment or two, and then you guys were just 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 riding along. And I think a lot of people uh you know were happy to ride along. I know I saw Josh and Chris on the bottom, Derek kind of rode around the bottom as well for a while. But you had, you know, Stephen Dominey, Kevin Haas, you uh, Blake Ziti was running the middle. John Gordon was up there running the outside line. You know, they were all shooting the gaps, trying to make stuff happen, you know. But a lot of people want to be that first person. They don't want to follow you to the front. They want to be that person that everybody's following. Sometimes that's the worst place to be, especially at a super speedway. <laughs> the first guy, because that's the guy you want to pass on the last lap. Well, and that, that and you waste all your fuel, because, I mean, if it comes down to, you know, a little bit of a few mileage gain, uh, the person out front is really wasting all their fuel versus everybody else says so kind of riding in the back in the draft. Don't sneeze. Don't sneeze. It's cool. <laughs> well, last night I, I was thinking about doing a little fuel strategy, but, you know, after um, I think it was ZD was the first one to actually go three wide on the outside. Um, after I saw that, I was like, okay, they're not thinking about saving fuel. There's going to be a caution somewhere <laughs> down the line. And, yeah, I wasn't going to save fuel. I was like, ah, I'm just going to see what I can do. <laughs> yeah, I was. I actually uh, had talked about that during uh, when we were all running together not with, in our team. Uh, we were actually – I was the one that was actually going, am I going to – should I short pit? What do you guys think since I'm back here? And uh, since I was so far back off the draft at that time, it was like, you know, Carl said, nope, don't do it. You'll get lapped. So, but I had thought about that myself. I thought about short pitting, you know, and then don't try and run the rest of the race on that, that one tank of gas, but it never worked out. You know, the caution came out. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the couple of those cautions, um, yeah, I got trapped a lap, lap down. I think I smacked a wall or something happened. Um, and I had so much right side damage, and I still had y'all sitting there talking about it. it. Says I hope he has a fast repair left, or <laughs> or he's going to be in trouble, which I still did, but it still caught me caught me back quite a bit. And uh, caution came out, didn't get my lap back because I had a black flag. And uh, the second caution that came out, I actually got a little bit of damage from that. I, the it looked worse than it was. I think I got caught like 26 seconds of damage. And because I was involved, I didn't get my lap back. I was like, all right, my day's done. Absolutely done. And that last caution, I don't know how I made it through it. It kind of was like the Days of Thunder movie. It was like, just hammer down. Let's see what you could do. And somehow I made it through there unscathed. And I was able to get my lap back and actually make it up to seventh. That last lap was pretty interesting. I saw a small gap. And uh, I was like, I can make that. Fortunately, not. <laughs> Push somebody sideways no. across the start-finish line. Yeah, after uh, Derek went up and me, took me out, and then everybody else, it was hell broke loose after then. So, Yeah, it was hard to navigate because of so much that was going on. It was hard to navigate where to go, and I just saw that small opening. I was like, hmm, that car fit through there. I can hold up. Nope. <laughs> they shut the door on me quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the lines open up very quickly, but at the same time, those lines really shut. And, uh, you know, you have to really look at how the momentum is playing uh, in your favor against you whenever you're trying to find these runs. 
especially in the ARCA card, because, I mean, uh, you're able to take that run and go with it. And, uh, you know, you, you don't get really bogged down with the arrow push like you're going to see on Sunday night in the Cup Series with us. On Sunday night, you're going to see that person make that run, but as soon as they get close to them, that run's going to, you know, I'm going to push that car in front of me, give them all my energy, and I'm just going to run out of run out of anything to run with, and it's going to suck. So uh, now, no, you can't run in that. Richard, you can't, you're not running in cups, so you won't. I was thinking, wait, you can't run. I and wish I yeah. could. I so wish no, I could. Don't. No, no, you don't. No, trust me. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you no. Don't. What, 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 why would you not want to? I'm I'm looking forward to running cup. I because hate I, I, you I hate to say it. It's, it's, That's what I'm saying. I love running cup, and I can't because I broadcast, but I'm looking forward to at some point being able to run cup again. I'll just get a car, and I'll sub for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, now I'll driving the thirty-one car. <laughs> no, now driving the number twelve guitar addict Chevrolet. Richard Hurst is up in the booth. What's going on? Carl's on the track. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, that's you exactly can actually what's drive my car. Actually, yeah. But uh, no, man. All right, Nick, you won't do any worse than Randy. No, definitely oh. not. Hey, no, I've I've had a couple good finishes this year. I have to say, I did. Yeah, Randy's got a. Quite a few good finishes, and it's just that consistency throughout the whole entire race. Like that's the you know what's plaguing you. You've had some really good runs, especially at short tracks. You've been putting together heck yeah, of a run. It's just I like you know, short track. It's just something comes out of the blue, and that consistency just goes out the window and just kind of ruins your night. And uh, but I mean, you you put together some great runs. I mean, I know there are some of them like how's Randy in front of me right now? This uh, what am I doing with my life? Randy's up there. <laughs> Adam, I think you just got traded for a first-round pick and a bucket of uh, jack stands because uh, Justin Anderson wants Carl on the track other than you. Mm-hmm. Oh. No. Uh, and I think it, I just it, lost I it, think I just lost be- my team founder. Is it because I'm oh, better? That, that's what uh, Adam did. So it, it's a, it's a, Damn. Is it because I'm better in the booth than Carl? Was it, or because Carl's better on the track than me? Well, um, can I say... Neither of the above, because Carl's both and be- better in both. Oh, ooh, ooh, wow! That's some oh. That's like the kindest Shane, thing you've ever Shane. said about me, and I'm waiting for the uh, punchline. <laughs> no, it was actually funny last night. Me and Adam spoke after the TNT race, and we legitimately have not called a race together since Sportsman's finale last year. Huh. And uh, it was is almost like. Uh, like the good old days. Uh, so I bring up. joy to your life, Justin. So now I have a target in your back. I'll fucking do it again. Anybody it again. who makes anybody who makes Justin Anderson smile uh, needs to die. That that's Justin Anderson. And idea. he he's gonna get that reference what I just said that made him smile earlier in the day. And I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> I say squeal, boy. Come on, come on. Squeal, squeal. Are we still on TNT? Are we on sport? What are we on? Because I, I don't know what we were, we're on. Still on I was gone we're on TNT, but you just, yeah, we're TNT still. Well, you know, there's only like 25 minutes left in this podcast. If we want to do Stump Nick. Okay, uh, all right. We'll move on to Sportsman if you if we have to. Carl, what? Oh, no, we're good. Keep going. <laughs> okay. All right. So, hey, man. Uh, so, you know, what's your thoughts about moving up into uh, – into uh sportsman here you've run quite a few races here in the tnt series 
are you are you looking to try and move up into our Wednesday night league, the Sportsman? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I got nothing going on Wednesdays. One good thing about my schedule is I only work half the year, so so it plays right in. I can do a Tuesday, Wednesday, and a Thursday, and still have time for family and not get divorced. <laughs> um, but yeah, you sure about that. Maybe. Hey, you told me the story about the first divorce, so uh, <laughs> are you sure about that? Maybe. Yeah, she she actually supports my racing. I mean, I built I built a '79 F100 Custom in my backyard. She hated it because it didn't move on its own at the time. But you know, she watched me take this old beat up truck and turn it into a hot rod, and she loved it. Except for it was too loud for her. <laughs> any woman who could deal with you rebuilding a f100 is oh absolutely man i took that old 302 polished it up bored it out totally redid it don't have an engine stand or nothing so it, it was my pretty ex difficult. didn't like my uh my ex didn't like how loud my car was there's a reason there's an x behind me <laughs> <laughs> i actually built my ex a um 87 ford mustangs fox body and I, well, at least you picked the bad body style. The bad what? I'm a Mustang <laughs> guy, but I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what. You either you need to go new edge, or you need to go mid eighties. I like the I like the uh like the early two thousands the Mustangs there at that point. The new edge, yeah. Uh, yep. Right I like the Cobra body style of the two thousand four. Uh, I do like that body style. Um, Old Termies, gotta love those, man. But uh, gotta yeah. love those. Two yeah, yeah we, we I actually built two together. Mine was a '93, hers was the '87, and um, I built hers faster, and I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a buddy that's trying to out there building his. Uh, uh, it's actually one of my uh, my little brother's uh, friends. He he went to the NASCAR Institute Technology out in uh, somewhere in Western North Carolina. That's what he did. But he went to the uh, Ford Mechanic School as well. For it and now he works for Ford and he's got an old Fox body Mustang named Sally that uh he I think he dumped almost ten thousand dollars into and still has not got this thing running at I all. can't believe how original like five, five years it was original they are money named it Mustang yeah. Sally yep Yep. Greatest Mustang of all time, popular. Opinion. I think he's got a. I think he has a. You know, uh, he, he. I think he's more diehard Ford than Richard is. And if anybody doesn't know how diehard uh, uh, Ford person Richard is, uh, his user handle or his name on uh, Xbox is Ford Tough. So, uh, well, actually, that's a good. Question, uh, Pat Patterson would fight. Would be right in there, man. He's a big Ford guy. Well, now that I know you're a big Ford guy. This is a good question. Okay. You, you're a big Mustang guy, right? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Only certain Mustangs. Eleanor? Eleanor. Or? <laughs> it's Eleanor the Need Roma. for Speed Mustang. Oh, man, that's, 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 a, a, no, I got to go with old school. I'm an old school guy. What, what about, what about Tokyo Drift 3 Mustang with the uh, RB22, I think, engine that they threw in there from the Sylvia? No, that's called an abomination, and it needs that, a nuclear bomb dropped on the country it was built in. That is just that totally is a wrong. Sign for war. 
That is totally wrong. That's just like everybody that drops these LS1s and their Fox bodies and all that. You know, I actually, I, I can't say nothing because um, I could have dropped a LS1 package in my Ford F100 for cheaper than I built the 302. If I could <laughs> so, hire the Navy SEALs to take somebody out, Adam, it would be the person who built the car you just spoke about. <laughs> person right. should be shot in front of the public. All right. Well, terrible. So, what's the next track TNT is going to? I have not looked that far. We are U USA. USA. <laughs> oh, great. Go from the biggest what? track to a small track. <laughs> what is... I'm, I'm going to shut up. Never mind. That's that's my favorite track in TNT, without oh. a doubt. It's not even close. I'm actually really good at that track, but I'm not going to run it. I'm not going to run should. it. You should. Well, Carl, you don't run TNT anymore, so... I know. So, uh... Why so it hurts. So how what's your feeling on that one, Richard Hurst? Do you think you have a shot at that, or do you think that it's, you know, you're just gonna kind of play that one by ear? I'm gonna have to play that one. I got on there practicing last night, and you know, I'm gonna be very conservative with that track due to the fact that you get really loose coming out of those turns. Um, so I feel that there could be a few cautions, quite a few cautions. Uh so I'm not going to go full on out. Uh, I'm going to try to play it by ear and see what everybody else is doing and uh, hopefully stay out of trouble. Well, you'll probably, you'll be in the chat with uh, Tim St. Jean and uh, Derek will actually be in there with you too. So, and Tim's really good at uh, that track. So I think you should, you have some good uh, teammates helping you out. On yeah, Thursday. definitely good feedback. And and by the way, if you get if you feel like you're not doing that good, just pull down on the bottom of the track and just kind of it'll trigger a caution. Then you can catch up when you want. That'll be the only that'll be the only way to get cautions. So, oh man, all right. So let's go around the horn here. Let's go ahead and put our picks uh, for next Thursday night. Um, it's hard to bet against Brandon Bernhardt. I mean, it's been up there. Uh, put on a clinic here in this uh, third season here. And the way the the field is shaping out for that week, I don't know who's running. So I'm going to go with him. All right. Um, I um, I talked about the uh, uh, how much I love that track. I won there the last time we were there. And uh, depending on who you ask, um, I uh, uh, forcibly ripped that win away from someone else who deserved it. Um, so I am picking that person. I'm picking Blake Zidi. All right, Nick. I do remember that. I don't yeah. know who's going to win. I can't pick a winner. I'm just going to pick Carnage. I think it's going to be 20 plus cautions. Or oh, pick a winner. I, I no. I think the, I think the only winner is going to be the uh, the tow Facebook. truck company. Ready? The flagman. Nick. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I tried. Um, I tried this for three quarters of a Talladega. Win. That we, hurts, man. We. But 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 seriously though, seriously, I, I think. I, this car does not run poorly at USA, and if we had a good race there uh, last season, it was not a bad race at all. Yeah, um, good race. In light of some things, I'm going to pick Carnage, though. Okay, Randy Pepper. I am going to go with Tim St. Jean. Tim St. Jean sponsored car. What about you, Richard Hurst? Who do you think is going to win next week at TNT? Oh, I mean, that's, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, because, you know, the, let's see, Bernhardt has got the most wins. I mean, so obviously, I mean, he's, he's really good. I mean, 
He's got the wins at uh, Richmond, which is a pretty short track. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Bernhardt also. I'm not going to put me up in there yet until uh, I practice a little bit more. Wait, I did, choo I did choose a winner. Who'd you pick? The pace car. Oh, God. <laughs> I said that. The pace, I already said you're picking the pace car. The pace car, car is going to lead the most laps. And then uh, Brandon Bernhardt's going to win because it's Brandon Bernhardt. It's TNT I, Brandon Bernhardt in the season I, three. I, I am seriously more optimistic. I, I genuinely think they're going to have a good race. And I think uh, we're going to have more green flag than caution laps. I, I hope I, they do. I, I think every time we go into a race and think it's going to be like difficult and that there's going to be a lot of cautions that people drive within their limits and it ends up being a good race. I think it's going to be a good race. Those guys can put a show on. See, I don't think it's going to be my whole um, strategy there. I don't think it's going to be based on. I don't think the uh, utter carnage. Though. I don't think the utter carnage is going to be based on people's talent. I think it's going to be based on somebody making a mistake and then I racing, not triggering a caution, and then we see. All right, but uh, that's 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 not what. But we're no, that that's about, what I so. think is going to happen. Um, I, no, I don't. I don't think, think that's going to happen because they got a patch coming up. Uh, looks like October fifth, so I think we'll is be that, all right for that. Is that in time? Yeah. Yes. Yes, Wait, are you first. mean? Are you telling me iRacing is actually going to fix something? <laughs> no. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It no. says uh, downtime scheduled for deployment of 2021 uh, season four patch two release. Downtime will begin October 5th yeah, at eleven. We got to see what's on that side of that patch. So we'll be able to we're talking uh, about iRacing, the company based in Springfield, right? That that iRacing. Yes. Huh. Okay. If they fix something, I'll be pleasantly surprised. It won't be if they fix their their caution triggering system. It won't be carnage. All right, it'll man. be a normal race. Hey man, we appreciate you coming on. I can't wait to see uh, you up in the front of the packs, and hopefully we'll get you out there on Wednesday nights on the the Sportsman series to kind of let you start mixing up with the rest of the uh, Cup guys that you don't get to see yet. And he didn't get to say that he's now the newest member of the First Response Rejects. Oh Ooh, yes, I, I really appreciate that. Um, I'm glad I reached out because, you know, <laughs> being on a team, you, you have, you know, that team support. Being a lone, loner, especially new, you know, I reached out to Adam a little bit saying, hey, how do I do this? Um, I'm not allowed to do that anymore now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the enemy. Even though I'm still in the chat, you're oh, wait, not allowed to do wait that. Wait a minute. He, I was about to say, he's in the chat, so. Yeah, I answer. know. And plus, I don't think he would leave me hanging like that. Um. But yeah, I, I get, really appreciate y'all taking me on. Um, short shock <laughs> tracks good. might not be my forte, but I am. I look for me to be up front at least at Auto Club. Hopefully, I can uh, navigate that one like I used to do in uh, Heat Five. All right. Well, uh, it, maybe I'll get down and uh, mess around with the uh, the stuff in the short track, and I'll try to help you out with the short track because I'm actually that's about the only thing I'm good at short tracks. That sounds awesome, but yeah, anytime y'all want, y'all will have me in the uh, sportsman class. Just let me know. I'll, I'll jump on and run some laps. You gotta, you gotta we'll, shoot the admin we'll some message to try to figure out what's the uh, the time requirement if there is one. I don't know. I I lost track of that. I think that came that came about after my time of admin of uh, making some type of uh, time requirement. So reach I out to. I think there was for team for the. I, I don't know. I, was, I just want based on performance i don't know i just reach out to uh uh johnny joe andrew bernhardt or uh ed 
and one of those uh one of those five will get back with you and uh kind of give you the lay down lowdown of what you need to do and uh and if they say yay you get invited they'll add you to the roster on wednesday nights and you come out and enjoy enjoy the rest of the season with us sweet sounds like a plan i appreciate y'all having me on and uh y'all have a good night all righty man have a good one thursday night do we have a guest for the cup series nope we don't have a guest it's just us up here talking We were unable to get a guest for this week for the Sportsman or the Cup Series. So um, we only got like, you know, 12 to 13 minutes. Um, we're going to definitely go over. So, but we'll kind of, you know, briefly go over uh, our uh, Super Speedway package on Wednesday night in the AOL Sportsman Series. That fun was, race. I thought it was actually kind of fun, didn't you? Uh, I, I loved the first like 15 laps <laughs> and then there was some middle stuff I didn't like. And then the end stuff I hated. And then, uh, that's, that's my race. Um, but I did love the, uh, three to four wide action the being, became the race. I was like, this is nuts. We're at lap two. And, uh, why are we doing this? But it's awesome at the same time to be able to see these drivers be able to run three, four wide at iRacing super speedway getting the runs that they had, you know, I can look in my mirror and just see people just like flying through the pack. I mean, you yeah. saw per- the flying purple people eater car of uh, Blake Gordon, just shooting through the pack all, all night long up there. Uh, it was pretty, it was pretty cool to be able to see those type of uh, runs that we're definitely not going to see on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't get to watch it live. I went back and watched the broadcast of it, by the way, Carl, fantastic job. Once again, thank you buddy. Um, and, hey, hey, fantastic job to you to go on solo on the IVRL podcast. So. Hey, it's not easy, trust me. So I know I know it wasn't easy for you on Wednesday. Yeah, a lot harder than your job there, uh, Nick, because you have a lot, lot, lot more of racing to call than you know longer. I don't know yeah. if I had much racing to call on Tuesday, though. I was sitting. Well, there like, you had well, to fill the gaps either yeah. way. I mean, it's it's. I mean, both of us know. You guys probably don't know this, but there's many times during those IVRL races we go away and we go pee and come back. <laughs> we have pee breaks. Yeah, I wasn't able to do that on Tuesday. I'm glad the race didn't last five hours like it did at uh, Charlotte <laughs> because I probably would have needed a diaper. But anyhow, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night, um, there were a cu- There was some great racing. It was awesome to watch, but there were a couple of moves that are nominated for bonehead move of the week. Oh. Uh, yeah, there, there were a couple of moves. Uh, there was one. Um, where I watched it about five times because I couldn't understand it, where Blake Gordon and three other trucks were by themselves in the middle of the track, mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere, a lap truck decides to pull down in front of them, and yep. Yep. I, I, I still can't figure that one out. Well, I, 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 in defense of that, because I, I, I there was some heat, some heat on that. Uh, if you heard the post race interviews uh, with Blake, he was. He brought it up briefly, um, but I will no, say a lot of Blake was angry. Um, no. A lot of a lot of times, you in in, in at super speedways, you, it's easy to mistake how fast the closing rate is, and it could be one of those things where it's like, okay, generally speaking, if I'm going around a lap car, I may tell them where to go, but ultimately, if they feel more comfortable somewhere else, I want them to be in that spot. If Ross felt like he was more comfortable at the bottom, felt like he was gonna, you know, if he, if he felt like he went up high, he hit the wall or something, then 
you know, maybe he was trying to get to the bottom, not realizing they would be there that quickly. Um, uh, my, my only caveat off to that one is I understand where you're going with that. He was running one and a half lanes up in the middle middle of the track, and as he went in the corner, he dropped down low in front of them. And yeah, yeah, was, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm I'm not saying necessarily I understand yeah. why he did that part. I'm just saying it could it could genuinely just come down to not knowing that the closing rate was that quick. I mean it I, I I've been on the other side of that before. I mean it was at um it was at Talladega last season at TNT when um I dropped down in front of my teammates and they ran me over. Um I I wasn't aware that, you know, I'd lost too much of the draft and the closing rate was just drastically different. So um just trying to throw out a little defense there. So we hear the voice of the voiceless. So I'm going to give Justin Anderson, who's voiceless right now because he's not here with us, a voice, and ask you guys' reaction to the statement. If, you, if you're eligible to race in the Cup Series and continue to do so, you should have the situation situational awareness to avoid shit like that. Uh, agree or disagree? Uh, 98% of the time, yes. But everyone is going to make a mistake every now and then. I'm not. I'm not saying that... I'm not in defense and saying that some people aren't making the same mistakes over and over. Um, but everybody gets some leeway. I mean, look, I think just about everybody would agree Hanner deserves to be in Cup Series, but um, he's had a few self spins the past uh, few weeks. I mean, he, he people make boneheaded mistakes. It happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I I know I've. Uh... Atlanta race, I think at the beginning of IVRL, first lap, I slid through the whole entire infield of the uh, infield of uh, coming off a of turn four on the first lap. I was like, oh, great. This is my first race back after moving here to Texas. And this is how I start this one off. Just got loose and did it. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. It's just, you know, is it a one off mistake or is it something that's going, you know, that's happening more often than not? And that's where we have to. You have to reevaluate, you know, hey, I need, to, I need to get a little bit better at X, Y, and Z, put in a little extra hours of trying to figure out how to do that, how to do X, Y, and Z. You know, I felt like for me, I felt like, you know, my qualifying kind of put me where I didn't want to be in the track. And, uh, you know, ever since I got back from vacation in August, I've been putting in the seat times and, uh, you know, I've gotten a pole twice now, maybe three times. I've been a runner up two times and i got third this past week uh uh the other the other day so you know i'm putting the hours of trying to get up there and trying to you know put myself in a better position to start the races off instead of being in like the 11th the 15th and the 20th where you know i was in earlier in the season so you know you, you got to continue to make strides like that and then our winner of bonehead of the week um, who was that is, oh. is actually the iRacing spotter system after doing some investigation, I found out that there was three people who almost caused incidences because of the iRacing spotting system saying clear. The in-game iRacing spotting system saying clear when they were nowhere near clear. And the large one, and I'm going to call it the big one, it was the great one at Talladega last night. When, last when Kevin, night. Ha when again, Kevin Haas Thursday turned, it, was, it, Twice. it wasn't, wasn't particularly his fault, the, the last one, because the iRacing spotter system said clear. And if you don't have a third, like a third party spotter system, that's, you have to trust your spotter because you can't see unless you're in VR, you can't be like this. Well, so, I mean, a, a lot of what the spotter system is doing is it's basing it on what is on uh, your system yeah. at the time. 
And what is on your system at the time is not necessarily what is in reality. Yeah. Um, so which, which, which is why netcode's a thing to begin yeah. with. It's like there's, there's reconciliation that has to happen. Well, so. The bonehead move of the week would go to netcode slash spotter systems. Well, it's not only that aspect of it is if you're relying on the spotter as a whole on a track that's based on momentum to tell you that you're clear by an inch on some on a place where in a in a blink of an eye you can lose 30 feet to somebody because of momentum you're a lone wolf on the outside trying to drop down in front of somebody that spotter can it'll tell you momentarily for that blink of an eye yes you were clear but it cannot replicate what a real spotter is going to tell you like no that middle line's got the energy it's coming coming through there like you you've got a split second ahead of you but no, you were no, you were really never clear. And you know, yeah. underneath the Dre system, I love that one because I go in there and I've actually manually tweaked it to give me more of a buffer. I don't want those close calls like, hey, you know, yes, I am clear, but no, I don't, I'm not really clear. I've tweaked it to give me more of a buffer to where I'm clear both front and rear. So whenever somebody drops in front of me, or you know, instead of trying to cut my nose off or trying to do something. I, you know, I have that, that clearance level in front of me or behind me whenever I'm doing something like that. So I, I'm not really trying to put myself in that, that type of situation. And why don't you tell people that don't know how to do that? How did you do that? It's within the Dre system. Every system's differently. Like in there, there's just some manual, manual settings within the, in it that you have to go through and kind of change it. I think crew chief app has that. Uh, yeah, it does. Have, I have, have mine set up. If you like have true crew chief, you can manually go in there and try to change that stuff up. I've never used the Jimmy Johnson or whatever type of packs that, that are add on to the iRacing uh, packs. I've never used those. I can't tell you, but I know Blake is out there. If, uh, I think that's what he uses. I mean, there's so many people out there running multiple different pot spotter packs, but it's still not going to tell you the momentum. Uh, that's yep. the biggest thing is so you gotta you gotta understand on on tracks like this it, we have momentum and you know you can't just base everything off of that and you know the first one the first move that he made he barely squeaked by the second one there was no way it was clear and that's based on the i rating spot i rating i racing spotter system that's saying hey he's clear yep you, you gotta you gotta use your mirrors see where people are where they're uh going um and just be aware of people around you i mean you should almost all at all times kind of have like in your head who is around you without even being able to having to look at where people are i mean uh that's the only way you can be successful at super speedways but we'll get back on track we'll get back to our yeah. uh, to wednesday so i mean uh wednesday night was outstanding racing though we were out there having having a blast um and then netcode took over uh, we had uh, some drivers out there that got a little bit too close to each other. They sucked each other up and kind of kind of put a damper on a lot of the field there. We regrouped and came back, and uh, we did see a, a, a good, solid uh, green flag pit stop there. That was pretty awesome to be able to see. Uh, yep. Stupid me, I didn't collect. I didn't click uh, one of my tires off, so I, I changed Well, you still tires. did better. You still did better on that pit stop than you did on Tuesday. Hey, Tuesday stop. night, I sped afterwards. So I didn't speed going into the pits. I still don't know how you didn't get nothing safe by putting your right side tires in the Bro, grass. I, but that's a whole yeah. that's a whole nother conversation. So, so 
if you guys didn't see that one on Tuesday night, me and Causey lost the draft by like two and a half, three seconds. And we made a last second, like, hey, let's all jump in and undercut the other people since we're riding in the back. And me and Causey like, dude, we have to go for it. And so we both broke late versus compared to what we're normally breaking, I think. And uh, he slid in and he, he sped going into it. I slid in and I hit the speed limit. My right side tires, I think, hit the grass just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. It but... was a little bit more <laughs> than a little bit, but I raised and gave you the benefit of a doubt. And then it penalized me as I was looking for my black box. And then somehow uh, I moved up to like 58 miles an hour going on the mm -hmm. pit road. And that's where you know what's uh, crazy? it killed me. Watching the telemetry, and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but watching the telemetry of everybody on pit road, from like on Tuesday when everybody was pitting under green, everybody was going like 60. So I'm really not sure. I know it's like a an average like it is in real life between timing boxes and, and all that. You can go above the 55 for this amount of time. And but it was it was interesting to see a lot of people speeding on pit road and that you of all people were the only one to get dinged. I mean it, it is what it is. Uh I got dinged. I I was able to rebound and then uh, unfortunate through uh, Charles's accident uh, that he had, I got the lucky dog on that one, and uh, got back on the lead lap and was able to try to make up a few spots there on the end and come home fifth. Any uh, any more thoughts on Wednesday, gentlemen? Oh, uh, so good race. Uh, pit strategy was really fun. I enjoyed uh, seeing that play out. Um, seeing uh, Endeavor cars get. Uh... Uh, stretched out there and having sync groups. It was it was kind of a different Talladega race. I, I really enjoyed it. I think the only thing I, I the negative I would take away from the overall aspect of it was that last restart. We had quite a few people spin underneath the yellow, make contact with each other, get behind everybody. And then by the time we they finally regrouped, we were in the middle of turn three to four they were still unsure where they were supposed to be at. They left like three to four car gaps in between everybody. And then the leaders took off and everybody in that second group would just got screwed over uh, as a whole because they didn't go. I was riding behind Brandon Bernhardt at the end and we were racing nobody because they left so much of a gap between us. There was three distinct different groups because the, you know, the guys in the middle who who were uh, left that huge gap, just kind of screwed the, the guys at the back from having any shot of trying to move up, which iRacing Super Speedway, you are you can start on the back and three laps, you can be at the front. That's the way the momentum works there. And that's all I was hoping for, and we got nothing. <laughs> so that was well, my, I, my soapbox. I thought it was a good, I, you know, I, I thought it was a pretty good race. I mean, even though uh, I blew my race by... Uh, coming out of the pits going too fast uh and uh, i mean i was not speeding on pit roads when i came out of pit road and i missed the turn to go around the turn and hit went up on the banking before i was supposed to oh yeah that, that's a steep banking there uh, you know you yeah. you know Derek you're used to, both did it. You're, you're used to like you know daytona and talladega where you come out and you can carry that momentum you're shifting in a third and trying to be full speed coming out of uh you know turn two there but you know, iRacing Super Speedway is like, no, bro, you're going to go back down to second gear. You're going to kind of coast around that corner. And then uh, three quarters way around the corner, that's when you're going to kind of get back on the gas to try to, you know, start making your way down that back straightaway. So, yeah, it's a it's a little bit different uh, Super Speedway race uh, off it's pit road. It's got the shape 
yeah. of a very, very, very large Martinsville. That's exactly yeah. how I described it. Open the race. It's yeah, like so uh, Martinsville and Talladega had a baby. Yeah, Auto Club's going to be a 164th size of that track. You know, it's going to be the diecast yep. version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, man, we I, I really loved and enjoyed to see the different slicing and dicing. Uh, the different moves that people were making, you know, SHR, we took the outside line on the restart because, like, you know, I think about 70% of us were already there. And we tried, we wanted to be the outside, you know, be the second line, but we became the third and fourth line at some point, you know. Uh, the, the line kept forming in the middle. We kept, we kept trying to drop down to kind of start side drafting the low, low line. And then next, you know, Brandon would jump out, uh, Pacini would jump out. You had so many different people just, just popping their head out and then they would go four wide. So it's not even just one person would jump out. There was three to four and it was awesome to see, but it was frustrating at the same time because we wanted to, you know, drop our lane down to, uh, you know, start side drafting the bottom lane and, uh, wasn't there. And then, you know, unfortunately Pacini, I think Brandon Bernhardt, they got close to each other, and then Netco just kind of took over from there and kind of sucked them up. And, uh, you know, there was quite a few people that, you know, got destroyed in that, and I was one of them. I, I blew an engine there. Somebody hit me, and then I hit them, and I was I coasted straight to the, my pit box as far as I could basically go. I was at, like, three miles an hour rolling into it and uh, got a penalty for entering a, a closed pit, thankfully, and that put me at the back. Yeah. I think we all had, at one point, I think everybody had a little bit of problem somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, overall, I, I love the the race that we were able to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, you know, some weeks uh, you go in sportsman, you, you know, it's like it's a wreck fest and some weeks you go through and it's, it's, you know, fantastic racing. And for the most part of that race, it was, it was fantastic to be able to see these guys, you know, running three, four wides and making the most craziest moves ever. Brought a lot of people's talents out. That's what these uh, types of races do, which is nice. So, where did we race on Sunday? Sunday, Sunday. Talladega. No, where was last no. Sunday? Oh, um, last week was Las Vegas, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, it was Vegas. How was yep. that race? I didn't watch it. Well, I, I had a blast. I, I really liked yeah. it. I really liked it. I got up there and led, a, led, a, led quite a few laps. We were able to do so many different fuel stops and strategies. Uh, that night, there was so many different things going on that night. Um, you know, I think with just within our own team, I think we had maybe two or three different pitch strategies going on uh, for it. Um, I think we had three different ones because Justin kind of was on his own. Then you had Greg Wellen and somebody and a few other ones on that one. Then like, I think me, Joe, and Steve were on a different one. You know, so like I, I think I. You know, Greg was leading, and then I cycled to the lead, and then Justin came up on fresh tires and blew us all away, and then uh, we kind of did a cycle through again, a green flag pit stops, and unfortunately, uh, I think Derek Derek lost it, slapped the wall coming off a of four or turn two, I think, kind of brought out a caution, and uh, yeah, it's a lot, a lot of a lot of things happened, but it was a lot of great racing that that track. Uh, you know, it was a super speedweight ish where you, you know, later in the run, you kind of had to pick and choose which lane you wanted and you could run over, you know, the, the low, the middle, the high line. It, it was great racing. Yeah, that's that's what I remember of it as well. Lots of lines, lots of different strategies. Um, really cool to see Brandon Bernhardt get a, a second place there. Um, you know, uh, I know he's battling for every point he can get right now. Um yeah, it was a good race. Like, I mean, it was 
Uh, it kept uh, me and Josh busy, uh, but not like in a bad way. So I, I, I really enjoyed that one. Very, um, very optimistic about how everybody ran. Yeah, it was great. Uh, you know, I looked up there and I see that bright orange car, Brandon Bernhardt up there leading the race. And I was like, yeah, go get him, man. I know he's racing my teammate, but, you know, you know, got to see Brandon Bernhardt, you know, trying to pull together a full, really great cup race. You know, it's, you know, you're always rooting for, you know, the underdogs like me and him to try to get up there and try to try to get those wins away from the Greg Wellens, the Blake Gordons, the Justin Andersons, the Joe Densmores. You know, you you want you want to see somebody go up there and kind of upset the situation. And, you know, I was hoping that he would get up there and do that. Well, hey, and a hell of a debut by Gael Brooks as well. Um, He, you know, finished 20th because of the uh, incident uh, that he says he caused. Um, I, I, but really great debut from him started 26, worked his way through the field. I mean, um, he, he was a blast to watch, uh, I, you know, just kind of slowly moving up. Yeah. I loved his, his paint scheme. His paint scheme was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah I, I think, I think something happened with his wheel. I think it, it's something, something discalibrated or something because, he just shot right and I could hear him in the discord chat. Just like, I don't, I have no clue what just happened. Like, I don't know what's going on. And you know, he felt terrible for taking out Sean, uh, for any message. I mean, I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. I have no clue what happened. I was just going and then just in the middle of the corner of the car just said, no, I'm good. I'm go right. We're just, we're done. I think something happened very similar to a couple laps earlier to Mike Burgess. I, I don't know mm -hmm. what happened to him. He was in the middle of, uh, the turn I was underneath him and, uh, you know, I think one one or two cars back underneath him, and I had a good view of him. His car went left and then just hooked a right. I mean, it just went 90 degrees right in the middle of the corner. It didn't just, like, kind of veer up the track and slap the wall. No, he went a 90-degree yep. turn and straight in the wall, and he's like, I have no clue what happened. So, you know, it's just kind of weird stuff that, you know, you know, iRacing being iRacing kind of screwing people's nights. But um, I, you know, I look forward to. I was looking forward to that race. You know, I, I thought I had some speed. I kind of showed it here and there, and uh, I, I chose the wrong pit strategy. You know, I should have came in when these guys pitted on lap twenty-one to get just fuel only. I thought everybody was going for tires. I'm like, that's a dumb move. I'm not going to get tires. And uh, should have went and got some fuel, man. That would have, you know, kind of kind of put me on the strategy of the winning strategy of the night. But uh. You know, it is what it is. Uh, ended up, I think, with a sixth-place finish there. Yep. Got good points tonight for me. I uh, led a couple laps there, so that was a good thing. Uh, I think I started second on the outside pole there next to my teammate, Greg. So, you know, it's, you know, everything's kind of looking up. I'm look, looking forward to Talladega. Normally normally run well on plate races, uh, but uh, these new this new plate package, it doesn't, you know, kind of matter. It's kind of where you start, not where, not how good of a plate race you are now. So it's going to be qualifying. It's not going to be about racing, huh? Uh, well, you know, I think it's a longer race. Like uh, IVRL on Tuesday, we were all about strategy. How can we maximize stage one, stage two, and stage three uh, if it went green? And Sunday night's not going to be that way. It's going to be a long race. I mean, you can still have, you can still make those strategies, but they're that's a long full race strategy versus us. We were, you know, doing twenty laps at a time or whatever, twenty five on Tuesday night. So it's easier to kind of manage 25 laps versus a full 75 lap race. So I, I've, I've only run one race with the, this package, so I don't know a ton about it, but I know that, you know, obviously there's the bubble. Um, the cars don't suck up like they used to, but also the side draft is one of the best ways to, to pass. Um, I mean, in, in your experience, I mean, 
does a side draft work much at all or are so, you just going to kind of SOL? So the side draft works phenomenally. If you can do it right, if you get the right people to right, do it. But you got to be able to entrust that the guy next to you that you're going to be drafting off of, he, he he has no swerve bone in his body. He's going to keep that thing straight because you're, you're putting risk at it because to side draft, you're coming really close to the guy next to you. And if you come a little bit too close, he moves up, you know, you're occupying the same space at the same time. It, it puts a lot of undue risk into the situation. Uh, side drafting works well whenever you're around confident people who know how, like, hey, this guy's going to side draft me. You know, inside line shouldn't be, you know, side drafting outside line. Outside line is who needs to be side drafting. And if that inside line, you know, that person is known to be squirrely or kind of elusive in that pack, you don't want to be side drafting them. You're going to try to like, okay, well, skip this guy. We'll go to the next guy. And, uh, but at the same time, you need separation. You know, you can't always be side drafting because it slows both of you down. You got to be able to side draft, you know, and then move away, side draft and move right. away. So, I mean, I, I, you know, you talk about like trust and people not moving around on the inside line. I mean, my expectation would be that with this being the premier series of the AOLL that, you know, these guys, you can trust them, um, or at least there should be some guys out there you can trust. Out, outside of your teammates, I mean, who do you feel good about uh, side drafting off of? Uh, you know, there's quite a few. I mean, I, you know, you can't count out Blake Gordon. You can't, you know, Brandon Bernhardt shows that he's really good at side drafting. Uh, that he can, he can keep a consistent line. Um, you're going to be able to, I think Ed, Ed's a good guy. You're going to be able to kind of be able to relate with uh, to ensure that, you know, he's going to give you the room that you're going to need uh, when you're doing it. Um, uh, you know, I believe, uh, you know, your CCR guys, uh, Pacini and Hanner, I think they're going to be uh, pretty good guys that you can kind of lead on to, uh, you know, run with the help with, but also, you know, try to side draft them and try to try to get by them that, you know, you're going to be able to manage them. I'm actually right. going to run this race this week, but nice. stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the plan for every race, uh, Randy. Yeah. Stay away I'm, from Randy. I'm just kidding. No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> stay away. That car, the number 12 has a very low I rating. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, Andrew Burgess. Yeah, he's a great driver. Oh yeah, too. yeah. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I always pick on Randy because if you, if anybody has a Dre Dre system, there's a the setting that you know for that's turned on automatically that tells you if the driver in front of you either has a low safety rating or low I rating. And since Randy Pepper does not do any uh, uh, official races, he doesn't ever raise his I rating up. And it's always Actually, it always tells me beware of the car number twelve in front of you. He has a low I have seven hundred and sixty five or something. No, like that. I'm higher now. I actually I did run some pickup races and uh, ran some. I uh, moved my class up to A class now, and hmm. uh, there and you now go. I'm I've got I'm like nine hundred or something like that. I'm well done. Actually, uh, so I got gotcha. you. I'm I'm not as bad as I used to be. Actually, I run so much better running the uh the hosted or not hosted race but the uh the races officials. the officials whatever you call them yeah i run way better than those i i'm those always run like top five i get yeah. into the league races and i suck ass drives me nuts i, I try to do a do a wonderful uh dega race today in the trucks how'd uh, you how'd you wreck out 
the number three guy on the outside, uh, technically he was uh, technically the first guy on the outside. He got bunt drafted by somebody else, turned him in the middle of turn four, and just mm. destroyed uh, one, two, three, four, five, and six. Because we had like a six-car breakaway. And basically, everybody that was in the front just got destroyed. I yeah, so I, I won't run Talladega, and I won't run Bristol or Martinsville. Uh, yeah. <sighs> you always me either. You, you always yep. hope that, uh, you know, you're running at the front, and uh, these guys, uh, you know, would have more of the talent if they're up there in the front versus, the you know, our second pack that – uh, was about eight to ten seconds back that you know they lost a draft and you know like maybe they maybe our guys would uh calm down but now these guys were being stupid and uh wrecked the whole entire field hmm. yeah so did we lose nick yeah say. his wife his wife broke a uh, vase and he had to run <laughs> well, i had yeah. questions for him too that sucks so well well right. just ask me and i'll answer as him okay all right, we'll do that, and we'll just uh, we'll do that. We'll, I don't we'll, want to hear the answers. We'll, this would be great. These were easy ones, I think. Okay, so this is for anybody out there, you, anyone, any of our watchers, listeners, whatever. If you want to answer these questions, so um, Jeff Green had a brother. What was Jeff Green's brother who raced in NASCAR as well? This is brother of Jeff Green. That's who it was. Well. That's real easy. And if you don't know this, you're not even you a know. NASCAR fan. I know you know this because he's from your area. It's Pee Wee Herman. No. Come on. You didn't know that? David really? Green. David Green. Well, you looked it up, damn you. No, I looked to my left. Joshua Hander. <laughs> Joshua <laughs> Hander. All right. I, I use it's It's called, a, you know, you know, we have the call, dial a friend, phone a friend. I did that. Josh Hander <laughs> answered it for me. <laughs> Who All right. To be a millionaire. I got this. All right. So David Pearson had a son who raced in NASCAR as well. What was David Pearson's son's name? Well, I'm going to tell you a story about a time that I went to a NASCAR race and I was just sitting there and a bird flew over me. And that bird, I, I, I don't know. Larry Pearson. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Well, back in 1945, when the Packers were playing the uh, Patriots in the Lambeau uh, Stadium for the first time, uh, Larry Zonk. And who who did the first Lambeau leap? <laughs> honestly, making fun of Nick is. I know it's it, it, my favorite it, thing it, on the planet. Easy. I. <laughs> so All right. So it, anybody know that? Is it Larry? Uh, yeah, yeah, Larry. Larry, Pearson. Larry, Larry yeah. is that, that was, that was yeah. Justin. Justin also, he got the right answer on the last one as well because he's on Facebook and Joshua, Josh Hanner is on YouTube. They probably didn't see each uh, other's comments, so they both got it almost at the exact same time. Oh, they won a prize. Yes, you guys win a prize. You're going to get killed by me during practice. All right. Well, hey, uh, before we uh, before we wrap it up, because I mean we're getting yeah, we're at we got 18. one more question. One more question. Oh, one more question. Oh man, one I more. don't know if I can do it Three. again. I'm, it's <laughs> so questions. loud. One more. All right. Last question. What driver used to have a lighter and uh, wore wingtip tip shoes in his car while he raced? Well, I actually know this one, and there's a good reason why I know it. Um. There was uh, one, of my, one of my friends, he, um, because I have friends. I have friends, guys. Don't laugh. I have friends. Okay, I have friends. Um, but he was helping me out, and he said it was Dave Marcus. 
It was Dave Marcus. Very good. <laughs> I yes. Said, I got friends in low places where the whiskey. No, sorry. I have friends. I was I was in the bathroom and the guy next to me put his foot underneath the stall and he would, said, "Come on over." I'm glad you said foot. I thought we were going in so in a wholly different direction. It's like there's a hole in the wall next to me in this bathroom stall. No, I just go straight over. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Now go ahead, Randy. Yeah, do it. Go ahead. Yeah, Sit us out on that some, one. You would be surprised how. How much weight those uh, stalls will actually hold? Those toilets? You know, how much weight goes on? Never mind. <laughs> hey, uh, do we want to do winner picks for the Cup yeah, Series? Let's do, yeah, winner pick. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, I always go. I went first this whole entire time. I'm going to go last so I don't take your guys' pick. All right. So, Randy? Randy? Oh, God. Talladega. Uh... Oh, God. This is hard. I'm going to actually go with Brandon Bernhardt. Solid pick. Solid pick. Um, I can't vote against the guy. He's my teammate. Um, and I feel like he understands the urgency uh, behind a win here because he's going to suck at the Roval, but I'm picking Joshua Hanner. That was my other pick, but. Yeah, all right. Uh, Bernhardt's a good, a fun pick. So one of, one of my, one of my good, uh, you know, former teammates has uh reared his head lately and coming back in full force had a really great finish on wednesday night and i'm not gonna have to go for him on this uh this sunday night we're gonna go marshall going with marshall hall marshall hall wow that's pretty wild yeah i hopefully he'll come down into the team chat and i can hook up with him but i doubt he will he always stays on his own out there you, it's you hard to hook hit, up with it, him yeah, he wants to hook up with him. But he, he's he's also, you know, he's very low on the mic, and it's kind of hard to hear when he is in the team chat. <laughs> Unless he gets really animated. Uh, he's not as bad as Nick when he gets animated, but he uh, he, he loves to use uh, different voices. Uh, he, he loves to, uh, he goes to a British voice. He got, you know, F1 voices, like he, he uh, F1 announcers, like he just kind of switches it up. And sometimes he does the uh, Sling Blade guy. Yeah, he does. I reckon uh, I like them French fried potatoes. Mm -hmm. All right. So, all right. So um, that'll wrap it up for us tonight. And we hope everybody's had a good night tonight watching us uh, ramble on about all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, from the uh, Guitar Attic Studios back here, I'm Randy Pepper. That is Adam Wood. And that's Carl Henderson up there as well. I don't know. Way less enthusiastic. Huh? Way less well, enthusiastic for me than Adam. Well, he's got you, that name. You don't so. have the. Mm. Yeah, I don't you, have you, the. You, there's no he, Carl. He, he, there's said. You, you, you almost sound disappointed. Hey, here, when you, here get you go. Me. Carl okay. Henderson. I, I got you. All right. So we have Adam the Wood. And then we got hot Carl Henderson. No, I got a better one now. Carl Harry. And the Henderson, oh, over here, you know, with a beard, he kind of looks like Harry, yeah, and Harry the Henderson, oh, yeah, like the and uh, Henderson. Nick Anderson, uh, Nick uh, Adams, uh, checked out early. So, until next week, we, we got a fundraise coming out anytime soon. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, crap, we almost forgot that. Um, we have an announcement to make about a fundraise one week from today. 
um, in lieu of the podcast. Um, it is going to be an open setup race. That's all you're gonna um, know. That's all you're gonna know. Well, uh, well, we'll say this: the car uh, uh, will be uh, chosen randomly. The track will be chosen randomly. The um, uh, weather conditions were chosen randomly. And we're going to give you guys an hour to practice uh, before uh, the race. And you got to figure out a setup. And um, I'm not telling the uh, GFM guys. I'm not telling the CCR guys. Um, so try to form up some guys that know, you know, a team of guys that know setups that you can work with. And um, I think it should be a lot of fun. Oh, boy. All right, so that's uh, a week from t- today, right? A week from today. Please, please, uh, we'll, we'll we'll post something on Facebook with a, uh, you know, trying to see who's going to show up. But this isn't like a lot of them where you know. If it, I'm going to set it to the max capacity. Show up if you can. Uh, we would really like to have you. Yeah, more people than we had for the uh, the figure eight, which yeah. was last. But yeah, so this should be fun. So that next week, and don't forget, we have racing coming up Sunday night. The Cup Division of the AOLL. Carl will be in the booth with Josh on that one. And then Monday night, you're going to have Adam Wood and Larry Patrick in the booth for the fuel race. And then on Tuesday night, you'll have myself and Nick Adams in the booth for the IVRL Butt Kicker Series race. And then Wednesday night, it'll be Carl back in the booth for the Sportsman Division. And then Thursday night, it'll be myself and Adam Wood in the booth for that one so until next time guys you have a great one thanks for watching once again from all of us here at ghostfire media we really appreciate your support and we'll see you next time here on the ghostfire media network podcast bye have a good one thank you for watching iRacing on the ghostfire media network